Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends, where those of us from the video game and comic book store Level Up Entertainment uh, invite some friends on a podcast and we talk about different topics this week, uh, every week that we enjoy. This week we're talking about Friday the 13th and uh, we have a very, very special guest for us on this one. Uh, probably the biggest Friday the 13th fan we know, but uh, I'm your host this week, Scott, uh, and with me is uh, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Brian, South Jersey, Jason. Yeah. Now, Brian, you mentioned your South Jersey, Jason. So you're like a, a exclusively Jason cosplayer. Uh, yeah. In the South Jersey area, I have yeah. a pretty good uh, uh, territory here. Although I just found out there's a Jersey Jason. Oh, and, no. uh, <laughs> I think he's more like central or North Jersey. And the funny thing is my wife follows him. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I bet that keeps things interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, what Jason cosplays do you have now? Because I know that you've, you've got several different versions. of Yeah. Him, so um, I have I have a, a, a store bought part four. And by store bought, I mean, I went to uh, the thrift store and got clothes that kind of looked like what he wore in part four. Um, I have a part seven, which I'm actually in the process of rehauling that. And I'm going to debut that next month. Um, I have a hybrid six, seven. So why I say hybrid is it's the clothing he wore in six. And if they kept up the continuity, how he should have looked in part seven. And I just got a uh, NES part eight, which, uh, you know, we were going to use for Halloween comic fest. Um, and I haven't, I've only worn it in public once and everyone at the uh, pop-up con loved it. One guy even played um, the NES theme music on his loudspeaker. Yeah, I will say that one's probably my favorite just because it's so different. And it's yeah. the NES game is how I originally experienced Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. um, we should talk a little bit about uh, uh, our history with the franchise. Um, I would go on a limb and say it's probably one of your favorite movie series of all time since you've spent uh, oh, yes. a lot of time. Uh, dedicated to it yeah yeah my my favorite horror franchise um number one there um i couldn't tell you the age i was introduced i'm going to say maybe five or six um back you know way back in the day when you know you just had like regular cable um i had a, a channel uh wpix out of new york and every october they would uh brand it shocktober and Monday through Saturday, they would play horror movies at night. And that's how I first became introduced to Friday the 13th. And ever since then, I was hooked. So I'm 41 now. So many, many years. Yeah, I'm a little younger than you uh, by only like five years or so. Um, but I remember in the 80s, it was kind of like this really taboo series. Like everyone that like, I think even they were, I think people, a lot of kids were still pretending to be cool. Like mm -hmm. oh, my older cousins, we went and saw the new Jason movie. And like, I don't know, it was like built up as like this monumentally like terrifying thing. And then when I finally got around to watching them, I'm like, oh, this isn't that scary. Like I'd seen scarier movies at that point. Not to say that they're not elements that where they are scary. Um, but I think I was, I think I built them up more in my head where like Jason was like a much, they were much, much scarier than they were and much gorier than I, they were like I walking back on them. Now they're surprisingly not that gory. Like there's some great, like, no, like visual gags in them, but like the movies we get now are way bloodier than any of the things we ever got. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, the times, you know, it goes with the times. 
Um, they're very campy movies. Uh, no my, pun intended. <laughs> um, the ones that really made me like, you know, kind of put my hands over my eyes were the original. And reason that if you talk to a Friday 13th fan, when they don't say the first one, they say the original because when they originally wrote the script, they didn't intend to make sequels. It was like a one and done, but it made so yeah. much money. So one through four to me are a lot more scarier than the ones after that after part four that's when it got you know a little campy and it wasn't really scary they were going more for the kills than the stories you know part six had a great story but then after six it was they weren't they're not on my top level of you know if i had to rank all 12 i mean that that's that's interesting uh because i know seven's considered one of the more it's at least one of the more popular ones it, it is because it was the first movie that Kane Hodder took on the role and everyone loves the look of how Jason was. And they always, they, you know, he's been called zombie Jason, but if you think about it, he's not really zombie. He's not eating your brain. So I, I call him a revenant, you know, yeah, he's um, more like an undead ghoul kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, seven to me is my favorite as far as the look of Jason, but as far as storyline, I mean, it was cool. You, you introduced a, carry like figure in it so you finally had someone that can go toe-to-toe with jason but overall the story was very bad yeah i mean i'll be honest with you i i i consider friday 13th series to be like the comfort food of the <laughs> horror genre yeah, where the, yeah. I, for me they're they're a little samey where it's just like oh no there's teenagers oh no jason he's just gonna kill him yeah but like like you want that every once in a while where like yeah. it's, it's comfortable um yeah I've mentioned in a previous podcast, which if you haven't listened to, you should go listen to them all real fast and then come back to this. <clears throat> but um, I like a lot of like, characters and stuff uh, really drive them. And like, I find the majority of the human characters really forgettable. The mm-hmm. most memorable thing I think any of them do is Crispin Glover does a really, really weird dance in part four. Yeah. And the, the, the story behind that was it was originally going to be to ACDC. So yeah, I think um, they recorded it to ba- Back in Black, but that doesn't explain yes, it at it, all. No, but Crispin Crispin Glover, he's a whole other podcast himself, right there. Um, he's a very eccentric person, and the stories that I've heard about, you know, how he was on set, uh, you know, when everyone else was out partying, he was going to toy stores, and he bought this really expensive model, remote control model like sailboat, and put it out in the lake, and it sunk. <laughs> but yeah. um. Yeah, I've heard stories about him too from being, you know, I think we touched upon him a little bit in the Back to the Future podcast, but like he's one of the holdouts that he just didn't come back for the sequels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, it's, I don't know. He seems like he, from the stories I've heard, he seems like he's kind of tough to get to know and work with. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, he's a great actor though. You know, he's a very, yeah, yeah he's a very great actor and I wish he would do more, but you know, he does the roles that he wants to, but if you haven't seen it, I suggest going on YouTube and watching them on David Letterman from like the early eighties. Oh, you don't be- want people to watch a hot tub time machine for his performance. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. He did a Joaquin Phoenix before Joaquin Phoenix even did that. And, but his was like, I think legit real. And because of that, he was banned from David Letterman for life. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. Um, and because of that and i would say i would say up until because up until uh kane hodder took over jason and, and jason lives um i would say that's when jason kind of got a lack of a better term a personality mm-hmm. um 
so that's when he became a lot more interesting to me because he would start putting like different mannerisms in him and because and, he, yeah. he started getting a consistent consistent performance yeah because uh, he was I, just like stuntman beforehand yeah uh, you know. and i will give see kane's kane's a he's a very nice guy i've met him before um he loves his fans but because he played the role four times people say oh he's the best jason because he played four times yeah kane did bring a whole new presence to the character with his body performance which was really cool i i love kane's take on it but then you know as i got older i'm like why is he breathing so heavy he's dead you know yeah <laughs> well this is a series that's kind of infamous for not really worrying about continuity no, no i think the only continuity all. they ever do is like that little chip in his hockey mask yes that's but even still yeah. like when he would get the hockey mask from someone else why is there still an axe mark in the hockey mask <laughs> Probably guess it's just so iconic. They just yeah. throw it in there. And speaking of iconic, so everyone knows Jason as like this big lumbering guy with the hockey mask and a machete. But it's really bizarre that he didn't like I would consider part four the first like real Jason movie then. Oh, and there's and that is yeah. my favorite Jason, part yeah. four, because Ted White. Now, Ted White, if you look into his biography, well, one, he is the oldest man to play Jason. He was 58 yeah. years old. Yeah, he was the um, creature from the Black Lagoon back in, what was that, 56? Yeah, well, even not in talking about his movie um, yeah. resume, he was at the Battle of Iwo Jima. Okay. And, yeah, so right there, okay, he's a veteran. I salute him. And then he got into stunt acting, and he was John Wayne's stunt double you know up until like one of john wayne's last movies he was friends with clark gable um he you know he was also in Starman, if you remember that one with jeff bridges mm -hmm. um early 80s um he yeah he is he is coined as the most interesting jason because he's got such a great resume and part four was brutal he put on a great performance and like if you listen to his interviews like any of the scenes with him and Corey feldman he hated Corey Feldman. So really, he oh, he could Corey Feldman was like five. <laughs> yeah, but Corey Feldman walked around like he was like you know um, top dog. You know, right. he, I I, like I have comments about Corey Feldman, but we'll, we'll, we'll I'll bring, <laughs> yeah, I, but, I have a lot of comments about four in general. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so all right, I didn't know all of that about. It. I just knew because I also love Creature from Black Lagoon because I'm a huge yeah. Universal yeah. monster movie fan. Yep. Um, and as a kid, I wanted to say that was my favorite one because that's the one nobody said it was their favorite. Mm -hmm. But in reality, the Frankenstein movies are the best. Uh, oh, yeah. Much. But yeah. um, uh, no. So, all right. Well, speaking of Corey Feldman, um, so he plays Tommy Jarvis as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, as I know, part four, Tom Savini came back to do yes. like the effects and stuff again because he did it in the first movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to say that I think Tommy Jarvis is a little bit of a inspiration uh, or homage to him yes he's also in like creature movie effects he's got the same first name yep um i i think cory feldman as a kid actor is extremely good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's so believable as a kid in any of the movies he's in and i think that works in this movie's favor as well yes uh, he's great in gremlins and goonies and um uh, stand by me mm -hmm. um, he's since not you know he's, he's been a character unto himself since then but <laughs> yeah you know as, as far as like kid actors go like you know uh, i think there's a reason he was so prolific in the 80s mm -hmm. yeah um but i will say part four like i said i think it's the first true jason movie because in the first movie it's his mom mm -hmm. second movie jason comes back and he's got like the sack over his head so like yes. it's not the jason you think of and right. then part three he doesn't get the mask until the very end right so 
first time like Jason is quote unquote Jason throughout the entire entire runtime. Yeah. And then from there, like, yes, there's been tweaks to his look since then, especially when he takes his mask off. Um, but like that's the first time like the iconic Jason, I think, is really solidified and kind of born in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think it's got some of the better, like, you know, gags for killing uh for for death gags uh that the franchise has. And there's like some mild artistic stuff. Like um there's the one part where the the one girl gets killed, but like you only see the shadow against the house. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I love the one where he throws the woman through the window and it's like got the framing on it is really cool and it's in slow motion. Uh, yeah, it like fills the frame and there's good use of negative space. Um that I think a lot of the other movies don't have a lot of them are just kind of like, oh no, Jason showed up and put a machete in their head, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um which one of the one of the the Jason's charms, in my opinion, because he does have them, um, is just kind of like just the blunt simplicity mm-hmm. of these movies. It's it's not he's not fancy. He's not. I mean, he's not quite cracking wise. He's a silent character. Yes, I, yeah. I think he's. I think, and I'll say this about the Friday Thirteenth series. I think it's the most consistent horror movie series. And I might say this might be the most consistent movie series. Like even James Bond, like is kind of like wild all over the place with tones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to be fair, that tries to reinvent the wheel every like decade or so with new actors and stuff. Um, which is why why I go back to calling it kind of like comfort food. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's familiar rhythms in a Friday Thirteenth movie. But uh, what would you say like is the the strengths of the franchise and like what draws you to it specifically? What, well, what really draws me to it was the original movie. I mean, it was filmed in New Jersey, so we have an iconic movie character with Jersey roots. Um, and um, so that's what really, uh, what I love about the franchise itself, even though part one was the only one filmed in Jersey. Um, I should point out it was not filmed in Voorhees. No, it was not filmed in Voorhees. <laughs> nope, nope. Um, in case someone some... tries to go looking for it on a map. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what draws me to it is just, uh, I like the fact that we don't know really too much about Jason. Like all we know was he had a, a deformity, a disability, and he quote unquote, drowned at 12 that's all you really know about him you have a good backstory with freddie you have a good backstory with michael myers you really don't have too much on jason and that's what i like about it it's kind of mysterious in a way yeah it, it's it's vague enough you can project a lot of your thing your feelings mm-hmm, onto it mm-hmm, yeah and of all of the slashers because like michael moore michael myers i was about to call michael moore oh my god <laughs> michael myers uh is basically just the shark from Jaws. Like he's just pure evil. Yeah. And he's like not a human. And that's why I think the sequels for him are just terrible, except for season of the witch. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, but like, that's why the first movie works, but like you can't capture that in the bottle again. Um, Freddie has got a really interesting backstory, but like, he's also just like a terror, like he's not sympathetic or redeemable. And that's mm-hmm. part of the quote unquote fun with that character is like, you're not yeah. really supposed to like him. Um, Chucky's kind of the same thing. He's just a bad dude. Mm-hmm. And that series also gets way off the rail. Like, and then all the other like lesser ones, like, like Leprechaun and mm-hmm. even count like Hellraiser is like a slasher series. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with like other lesser ones. Even right like now. with Hellraiser though, yeah. if you think about it, Pinhead's not really the central character. There's always a, he's like, he's just like the most a, memorable, like central. Yeah. Character. Yeah. There's always like a, a plot to the movie itself. And then he just ends up in there. It doesn't really have anything to do with, pinhead 
like per se, you know? But yeah, I, I think that's a part of what, you know, works with Jason and he doesn't granted uh, he, he's known for just killing everyone at camp crystal Lake, which is always brings up the jokes. Like why do people ever go there? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he does get into, he does get away from there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. When you start looking about, it, I mean, most infamously, he goes to Manhattan and outer space <laughs> at some point. Yeah, those but... are my two lesser, like one of my two lesser ones. I'm like, well, he didn't really go to Manhattan. He went to Vancouver, but yeah. he wasn't I really mean, in Manhattan. Uh, those he of us on the East Coast, yeah, are very much. I'm very familiar <laughs> with New York, and it's clearly not that. Yeah, I, I kind of love Jason Takes Manhattan, but it's bad. It's a bad movie. It's it's really bad. It was his. It's my least like my probably my least favorite look of him because he has such yeah. a really awesome look in Part Seven, and then like yeah. he magically got his clothes back. <laughs> yeah. And he's always like I don't know wet in that movie. I don't know it. We'll we'll get into that when we start talking about the movies a little bit yeah. more in detail. But um, shit, I forget where I was going with this. Um, but yeah, I like I said that. But he does get away from the town. Like it, he does go into like the greater area and stuff. But yeah, it is interesting that he does have a lot of Jersey roots. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being a Boy Scout and like uh, occasionally on Friday thirteenth, like some of the different camps in the area would do like a, a sleepover. Like a Jason would walk, you know, would stalk mm-hmm. the, the kids and stuff. Obviously, no one was in, ever in any real danger. Um, but it was really fun, and I was like twelve ish, so I wasn't like I kind of I knew what the deal was. I knew it was just a guy in a costume. And he wasn't gonna actually hurt anyone, but it was still fun to like get get into it. Um, yeah. But uh, now you went to no, you went to Camp Nebbiosco, right? In yes, that's that's cool. that's where that's where we did that at. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, uh, so we did a special trip there. Um, for some of the, the older kids, I think you had to be like twelve or up. Mm-hmm. Um, because <clears throat> I would, I mean, if I did that when I was like seven, I would have like peed my pants. It would have been the scariest <laughs> thing ever. Um, yeah. But no, there's a lot of really there. I, I that was a lot of fun to do. Like I don't have any mm-hmm. specific stories of that other than like, you know, you run around with your friends and like, like ah, just Jason, and then you know, you run away and then you laugh or whatever. It's it's like the fun of Halloween. Yeah, like the 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 holiday, not the movie. Um, yeah, because that movie's not fun at all. It's very tense and scary. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Like the the Friday Thirteen series is is interesting in that regard, and I know they're also like fairly low budget mm-hmm. which is why they have really high returns which is why they kept making them oh yeah yeah once like part five um was kind of like where the return started to go down um so that's when they started like you know decreasing the budget because um, i know that's when it sort of started becoming like for lack of a better term like a blockbuster mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. horror like you know for horror movies as yeah. far as much as blockbusters they get um, cause you know, genre movies still are usually pretty looked down on and, and not invested in as heavily. Right. Right. Yeah. But, uh, with that, let's get into the movies a little bit more, uh, specifically. Okay. I know we just talked a little bit about Jason takes Manhattan, but what ones are your favorites? So the, the first four, I see, I categorize them like humanoid Jason and then like undead Jason. Mm-hmm. So, um, my favorite are the first four, but in the order, it's one, two, four, and three. Okay, what makes yeah. four jump ahead of three? Uh, just um, the how uh, Ted voice performance overall. He Jason just was just very brutal, angry. I mean, he's angry in every movie, but mm-hmm. this was the movie that you know it's a fan it's a fan favorite. You know, for like the first four. Um, the only reason I 
I put four before three is they went as a lot of movies did in the early eighties, the 3d route. And they spent a lot of time and three wasn't even that great. It was like, Hey, we're playing stickball and here's the, the, the bat coming out at you, you know? Um, At least they didn't save his 3d movie for like his death movie. Like they did with Freddie. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So, um, and the 3d effects are just really bad. Like when he, uh, was squeezing Rick's head and the eyeball pops out, but you can see like the little string or whatever it's hooked yeah. on. Oh, especially if you watch them now without the 3D effect, like they're really bad. Like, and not just oh, yeah. movie, like all of the movies that use the cellophane, like red and blue mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. glasses. Yeah, even if you watch the DVD with like the 3D glasses, you're still not getting the effect as if you went and saw the, the, the original print at a theater, which yeah. never worked for me at, uh, at home. <laughs> you know, I, the yeah. movie is because it's, it's so big. Yeah, like I think because you get stuff in your vision that's not that at home, mm-hmm. kind of breaks it for you. I don't know. It's not, I, or maybe I just my eyes just don't work like that. Uh, yeah, I um, I can tolerate like um, the newer three D stuff, but like the old school stuff, my eyes can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, the original will always be my favorite because of the Jersey roots, and you know I've been I go up to Blairstown like every Friday thirteenth, but even if there's not a Friday thirteenth, I will make a trip maybe once or twice extra just because it's such a beautiful area. You're rural New Jersey, you're you're right by the Delaware Water Gap, and you don't feel like you're in Jersey. It's it's just very beautiful, and the people there are so nice. Yeah, and they they really embrace that they're known for like this kind of schlocky low budget horror movie from like you, years ago. You would think all like all the townspeople do, but there are like a select few that could care less. Um, I, just, I know they have like, they have like a, a they, they do like Friday 13th, like events. And, yeah. And it oh, that's what I mean like with that. Yeah. The, the tourism, I mean, they're making, uh, cause the, the, the town, it was filmed in um, two towns, really Blairstown, Hope, and then Hardwick. Hardwick's where the camp's at. But um, all the beginning scenes before you get to Crystal Lake was filmed in Blairstown and Hope. And Blairstown, like when Annie's walking through the arches, that's really just like two blocks. And um, when they have their Friday the 13th events, all the stores do like specials, you know, like uh, the Post Time Pub will do like a Crystal Lake cocktail and a couple other drinks and uh you know, $13 haircuts, but I mean, the fans come in and it just brings them that extra income. And yeah. sadly we missed out on a, the 40th anniversary back in May Yeah, um, that hit, you know, due to COVID and that could have brought in. And well, so Blaine, like May was like really the teeth of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, May, I mean, May 9th was the 40th anniversary of the original film's release. Well, that came out in May. May 9th, 1980. That's so weird. As I, yeah. I just I always associate horror movies with like this time of year. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. They, they still, horror movies come out all year round now. I think Friday 13th came out in like June. Or not Friday 13th. Uh, yeah. On Elm Street. Um, what they try to do now is if it's a Friday 13th, they'll try to get it on to release on a Friday the 13th. Well, that that's a bit of a special exception. If like, oh, it happens to be in February, it's but it's like, but it's Friday 13th. Like, yeah. It's the yeah. title of the movie, which yeah. I know the first movie takes place on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It's strange to think of that series like as named for that. 
Yeah, well, it's got um, really no bearing on like Jason himself. He's not like he's powered by Friday the 13th. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not like he's powered by bad luck. Well, um, the I mean, if I mean, for the true like uber Friday the 13th nerd, he died on a Friday the 13th. So, yeah, no, that's why she comes back and and yeah, yeah, gets vengeance on some kids that had nothing to do with his death. Yeah, yeah, Um, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just something I was thinking about in, in preparation for this. I was like, you know, it's kind of strange that it's called like it's continued to be called that. I mean, you figure they'd probably like do like a Rambo thing where like it just kind of becomes known as like Jason. But I guess well, he's in like all the subtitles. Yeah, well, that's why um, after um, Manhattan, it was you know Jason goes to hell, uh, Jason X, and Freddy versus Jason because New Line didn't own the rights to Friday the Thirteenth, so that's why they were had a different title. Yeah, but it's like again, like Rambo, like we always just called it Jason, whatever. Like I, yeah. I, we didn't call it Friday Thirteenth as kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it that's just some, so an interesting thing. So those are the first four, and that's how you mm-hmm. take that. So your next era, then it, it's is it the five through you know See, five five's in its own category, okay. like um, Halloween three, because it wasn't Jason. Well, because that's know? one where like its spirit is like traveling between people, right? Well, that was what they were planning on doing um, after part four. Like it was going to, the spirit of Jason was going to like take over Tommy. So like at the end of part four, he kind of like stares at the camera and then it freezes. That was what they were going to do, but they decided to go a different way. So they continued the Tommy Jarvis character, but had a copycat Jason. And that's what, made a lot of fans angry when they did Mm -hmm. that so it wasn't until many years later that the film like halloween 3 has its own cult following so i keep part five by itself Mm -hmm. so when you get to the other movies now i'll finish out i'll finish out paramount (laughs) all right they're really six is number would start it off okay um and then I think it would just go in that order, six, seven, eight, and nine. Okay. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Six, six, seven, eight. Yeah, six, seven, eight is Paramount. So we have Jason Lives, The New Blood, and then Takes Manhattan. And then New Line took over. And honestly, the New Line films to me, I'll just leave them in that order. Um, uh, what was that? Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X. Jason X would probably, I would go, Jason Goes to Hell, Freddy versus Jason and then Jason X because I don't like the whole space thing. Once you put a character in space, you really jump the shark. Um, Can I be honest again, with you? Jason on paper because I also hate Jason X. Uh, on paper, the idea of Jason in space to me is awesome. It's just the execution in that movie was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it wasn't the right tone. If it was like more like a seven. Or like they yeah. need characters to take it seriously enough, but still have fun with the concept because it is a really silly concept. And the um, CG and, was just so bad. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna blame it for that because it was the time and it was and there was lower budget, but like it's just that the characters in it are so stupid. Well, the only reason we got Jason X was because if New Line didn't make a film, they would lose the rights and they would go back to Paramount. So that was a placeholder until we got Freddy versus Jason, which was a big letdown. And I'm actually reading a book right now um, called Slash of the Titans, and it talks about 
the many, 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 many drafts. Oh, because um, that was in development hell for since like eighty eight. Yeah, was, like since at least first... the mid. I was new since at least the mid eighties because they teased that them fighting at um Jason goes to hell. Freddy's glove yes. like drags his mask down. Yeah, that's because um, you know that's a new line franchise, and that's when they got Friday Thirteenth. So it's like, yes. oh, now we can actually do this. Yeah. Um, um, actually, in one of the um, guys who wrote a draft, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was Peter Jackson. Yeah. You know? So that would have been it was either Peter Jackson or Guillermo del Toro, one of the two. That would have been pretty interesting. Like the well, first, they're, they're both great, interesting filmmakers, and they love yeah. have a serious love of the horror genre. Yeah. Um, the earlier drafts were pretty good, and then what they would do was they would take maybe an element of one draft and then bring it over and then create a new story around it. So as the drafts go on, the screenplay got worse and worse. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this might be a controversial opinion then, but I love Freddy. Uh, Freddy versus. Uh, that's uh, it. I'm canceling my pool. My pool yeah. box. <laughs> uh, I, I'm known for liking kind of dumb, silly schlock, um, mm-hmm. and that's what that movie is. I, I, I love a lot of elements in it. I love that they gave Jason like these blue hues and Freddy these red ones. So they kind of mm-hmm. played like their water versus fire deaths against each other. See, and that's I, what. I, I always, me. I always thought that, although because that was such an infamous project for so long, mm-hmm. but even before, like way before it came out, I remember when I was younger and hearing about, it, I was like, "How's that even going to work? Does Jason sleep? Freddy doesn't go into the real world, right? Yeah, in either place is like, well, either if they, if he's in the dream world, there's no way he can beat Freddy, right? And if they goes to the real world, Freddy's just a dude with a glove, and Jason's mm-hmm. undead, like unstoppable killing monster. Yeah, so they kind of got to do both. And it was fun to see Robert England and Kane Hodder together. Like, uh, 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 Kane Hodder wasn't. It wasn't it? Kane Hodder. I'm sorry. No, Ken, but, which that was their first mistake right there, because um, you have two iconic characters in the horror franchise, and people, you know, when you think of Freddy, you think of Robert England. When you think of Jason, you think of Kane Hodder, um, and you never get the real story of. Well, who didn't want Kane in it? Was was it New Line or was it the director? Um, which was the second biggest mistake was getting the director to direct this. So fans were disappointed to not have Kane Hunter because he was about the same height as Robert England. They wanted someone taller. Now you that get makes, Ken that Ken makes Ken some Ken sense. If you give them a it little does bit make more sense. Vi- gives them a little bit yeah. more visual contrast. Yeah, I mean Ken Crimsinger is tall as it is, but they gave him Frankenstein boots okay yeah and then and then and i don't blame ken for his performance he was taking direction from the director and director wanted him to be like frankenstein so that's why he has that slow walk you know he doesn't get really in brutal until the fight with freddie you know so the first mistake was not having kane hotter the second mistake was hiring ronnie Yu, who never saw a Freddy movie or a Jason movie? Oh yeah, no. Like even, like I said, I'm, I'm more of an Elm Street kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like those, I mean, I like Friday the Thirteenth. Like that series is continuity just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, which to be fair, they never intended. I think them to do. I think they like even Friday the Thirteenth. Like I think a lot of the time, like half the time, like they made them like, well, this is going to be the last one. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, whatever i i don't get wrapped up in like they're not in character or whatever um i don't know there's just a lot of like dumb schlock in it that i love i like yeah, that they, 
I, I just to me it's a fun movie and that's all it's I kind of want. Fun, like if it's I, like on the Sci-Fi Channel on a yeah. Sunday, I'll it, watch it. But <clears> it's yeah. one of those team ups that I just I never thought was going to work. Right. So the fact that I enjoy it at all is is good to me. Yeah, and then the third thing that ruined it for fans was you made Jason afraid of water. Yeah, like, that's. I thought that was pretty. Granted, he silly. did drown, but did you ever see? Uh, what was it? Part four. Yeah, part and six, he was in. In part, you know, oh, yeah, Jason takes Manhattan. He's all about water. <laughs> he yeah. swam. He swam to the the island after the. He's, he's swimming around in the sewers and stuff. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I think they needed to give him some sort of kryptonite. Yeah, because that's why. I don't, that's why I never was interested in them fighting because it's like they can't really do anything see, to each in the other. original drafts the, see, I, n- I never read any of that stuff um, see, i never read the drafts i'm just going off of what is written in the book they yeah i never i never looked into any of that stuff they before, fight so. in hell which would have made a lot more sense but then at the same token they set it up like in a boxing ring and they had a michael buff like michael buffer they wanted to be the ring announcer that was hokey right there but i would have yeah. loved to see like a fight i mean again that's the kind of dumb stuff i would like to see Right, um, right, but but yeah, I think sending it hell would be more interesting, and you can do a hell that's not like just fire and like crags, because like mm-hmm. if you watch like um Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, something like that, they can have really interesting interpretations of hell, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. even uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare had really interesting versions of it, where like you can make it more interesting. You can make you can make it have like a Camp Crystal Lake setting, or like a the yeah, boiler room and stuff. Exactly. Like, it's, yep. You can make up your own yeah. rules. It's not real. Right. So like and then yeah. Um make, make it more of like a oh, you can even play into that where it's more like a dream setting. Yes. And that kind of puts Freddie more on his yeah. No, there's yeah. there there's so many ways that movie could have been better than what we got. I just enjoyed what we got. I think I was the right age when it came out because it was what the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Two thousand three, yep. Yeah. So no, I, was, I, I I think two thousand three, yeah. Two thousand three, two thousand four. I was in high school. Yeah. So we went. I went there with my friends, and it was like a fun movie to kind of like watch. And, and I don't know. I enjoyed yeah. it. And then you know, in two thousand nine, we got like the reboot slash remake, which I would have to say when I saw that in the theaters, and Jason's running, and it has the music with it, my heart was pumping. I would it's, say it's it's not that bad. Uh, it's I think it's the, just as I think it's about as good as uh, like the average sequel. Yeah, you know, and it, the only problem like it suffered from was like the, the the stereotypical casting. I yeah, uh, that was pretty. Yeah, I think they're because Friday Thirteenth's kind of like it's kind of known for the slasher. It's kind of come become the poster boy for like the slasher tropes. Um, so I think they were trying to lean into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I don't think that was the right decision. Um. Yeah, like, I, I appreciate that they went and tried to do like the bag over his head thing. I think they should have just went straight to the hockey mask. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but they kind of just want to kind of like recap it. So like basically it had elements of one, two, three, and a little bit of four in there. Yeah, a little bit um, of four. I thought he was terrifying with like the, the, the way they did the sack. And like that first 15 minutes, it was like almost like watching a James Bond movie. There's a, there's a little story and then it goes right into like the yeah. opening title. Like that first 15 minutes was great. Like that, you know, when everyone starts getting killed, like that's when my, my blood was like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. And then they did the fake out at the end where you, who you think the final girl is and she's not the final girl. 
So yeah. I think the only thing that movie really had going for it, it was a Platinum Dunes remake, mm-hmm. hot on the heels of the pretty bad Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Well, actually, no, that came out. Before. Oh, that came out after it was I, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw just came yeah. out right before that. Yeah, but it's like yeah. in the teeth of like nobody really wants these movies. Like they could have just called it like Friday Thirteenth, like Jason Strikes Back or something, and just made it a sequel and did yeah. not call and, it a reboot. You know, Derek Mears did a great job too. Yeah. Like he he really like he took a, he you know he he was honored to be on the role and he studied the other actors that came before him, you know, and then just took what he learned and just kind of made it his own. And I mean, he, he was just menacing. Like that's the Jason I fell in love with, like with the, the, the original like humanoid Jasons. And sadly yeah. that's the last film we've had. And so I'm going on 11 years now. I would have loved to see Derek play Jason one more time. Not to bring that up. It is surprising. We haven't because, with everyone's like love of like mining nostalgia, mm-hmm. that seems kind of like low hanging fruit. No, not to be insulting, but like a Friday Thirteenth movie, like again, you can it can be done on a lower budget. Mm-hmm. Um, there hasn't been one in like. Well, that's because there's a yeah. lawsuit right now. Yeah. Um, between Victor Miller, the writer, and Sean Cunningham, the creator, um, because when Victor Miller wrote the script, he was just given one lump sum. Like, all right, here's seventy five hundred dollars, you know, because at the time they didn't know what it was going to be. Oh, yeah. And and they they were very they've been I know they've been candid about like they were just kind of like kind of ripping off Halloween. Oh yeah, Victor Miller be the first one to tell you he ripped yeah, yeah. off Halloween. Yeah. So like there, um, so it was already kind of like just like just a quick payday for lack of it was know, a quick payday for him. I mean his his writing credits are really like he wrote like soap operas and stuff. Yeah. And I think he did work with Sean Cunningham on something before maybe, but. Um, the reason, Vic, I mean, the um, the copyright for this type of con for what he did um, expires. I think it's like thirty or thirty five years. So he's not looking for money for himself. He wants to give his family something when he passes. Yeah, and, a little bit of a legacy thing. Yes, and Sean Cunningham. I mean, yes, he created a really good horror franchise. You know, would I want to meet him, get his autograph? I would, but at the end of the day, he doesn't need the money, you know, Um, he should pay Victor what Victor wants. So about two years ago, a judge ruled that, yeah, Victor can, um, should be owed something, but it got very hairy. So it was, it's very hard to really go into details, but basically Victor could write a movie that had Friday the 13th and the name like Jason, but he couldn't use the hockey mask. Sean yeah. could do a movie, but but um, couldn't use Jason and couldn't use Friday the Thirteenth. It, it, that's where it gets so hairy, and yeah. so and, and I'm sure there's so many details that like we just can't know about. Yes, you know. Yeah, so I'm thinking reasons. I'm thinking that the lawsuit might be coming to an end because NECA announced about two months ago that they're releasing a Part Seven figure. Now the last figure to be released that was in production when the lawsuit said stop you can't make anything was the lady of the lake figure and that came out like last year so the fact that well one we got a board game that came out a couple months ago Mm -hmm. and the fact that we are getting a part seven figure i think we're probably going to have a closure to this lawsuit 
eventually and then we can get a theatrical movie but in the time being um now there's been fan films around for 20 oh yeah there, 30 there's years yeah, of different yeah. movies but in 2017 vince desani released never hike alone and he this movie basically was a blueprint of how a good fan film can be made so he set the bar really high now there's been a few fan films that have come out since never hike alone but they weren't as good but now it's like a wawa every week there's another there's fan one. film and you know of course to get these fan films made you need they do like indiegogo campaigns mm -hmm. but the average friday fan you know they don't they don't make a lot of money and they can contribute 20 30 dollars but they're basically like disney they're bleeding the this the the the, 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 the franchise right now yeah. you know i'm involved in two films and we're having a hard time just getting some donations you know because there's so much out there yeah. and which you know we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah well i, th I think that's a, to a testament to there being so many fan films oh a it can be done on a very low budget it was very mm -hmm. with very practical effects like i know a, the the machete kills are the easiest thing in the world it's a fake machete cut with the cut out with the shape of the face you put it against the face pull yeah. it back and then just reverse the footage it yeah. looks like you're getting chopped in the head Yep. Um, but so there's a lot of like simple stuff like that, that, that for like, you know, you or I could, could do not mm -hmm. trying to denigrate because I know you are involved in films as well, <clears throat> but um, I'm not trying to say like, oh, we're, we can't do that. So anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. but like, mm -hmm. but you know, if you have the, the, the effort you, you or the, the desire, you could do it. Oh yeah. But like it shows that like the fan base is really active and really hungry for something new. Yes. Oh yes. Um, Actually, um, Tom McLaughlin, um, who wrote and directed part six. Now he's a big universal monster fan. So you'll see a lot of undertones of like the classic universal in his film. He actually has a script ready if and when they're ready to make a theatrical one and it's actually set in the snow which the fans always wanted a jason movie in the yeah snow. It, visually it would make it more distinct from i think that's yeah. part of part of my problem with the series is like a lot of them start blending together when I, in my mm -hmm. brain i'll look bad at them because it's a lot of just jason in the woods with kids mm -hmm. even though i know that there's lots of exceptions to those rules as well um, but that's just when I think back on like I try to think back on more specific stuff. That's just I, I kind of get lost in the weeds of like what movie took place with certain things. Obviously, I know when he boxes a dude on the, you know, uh, in, in New York, it's in Jason Takes Manhattan. But, um, you know, I, I think snow, something like that would be really cool. Maybe Crystal Lake's frozen over. Maybe like mm -hmm. people are trying to escape him on like they're slipping and sliding. And he's right. It might be something fun to do. Maybe the, the, the ice is starting to crack and like, oh, maybe that's kind of how they're planning to defeat Jason to get him on thin ice and, and like there's a lot of it opens up the environment sort of becomes part of the, the character onto itself as well right I think, that, I think that would be really cool and that no pun intended um <laughs> yeah so um actually we did get a jason in the snow um again vince Sandy, wampstomp films who did never hike alone um which brought back uh so i don't want to ruin it for any fans who or any uh listeners of your episode who haven't seen it, but it brought back an iconic uh, hero um, from the franchise, which when I saw, I was like, I got, I got my, the hair stood up on my arms. Mm -hmm. And 
So um, he released Vince has a whole like uh, storyline in his mind. So never hiking alone or never hiking the snow just came out last Tuesday. It was actually a prequel to Never Hike Alone, and okay. it was Never Hike Alone was about a little under an hour. Um, this one was shorter; it was like a half an hour, but it brought back another iconic um, character, Deputy Rick from Part Six, who had like the big laser on his gun, you know. Mm-hmm. So in this one, he's uh, uh, gosh, he's the sheriff in this one, and again, it has another character from um, the franchise and. The look of Jason, um, he's called Ghost Jason. It's uh, pretty much like when you look at like the skin tone, it's kind of like that grayish color. I like Vince's whole take on on Jason. And Never Hike Alone, like it, it had so many Easter eggs to the original movie. And I had the opportunity um, when I went to Blairstown last September in 2019, there was a, uh, a big like uh, intimate gathering of like only like, 75 guests and i got to meet vince and i had dinner with him so i got to pick his brain for like the whole night you know mm-hmm. i was talking with him such a nice guy and uh you know um he he just he just he's a great storyteller and he loves his fans and you know he interacts we're actually on an instagram um private message thread and you know i had added him for to be a part of it for something i was doing at the time and every once in a while he'll chime in and you know the, the other cosplayers if like he they're talking to each other about how to do this or do this as far as like making a costume vince will chime in and give advice which i think is really cool you know uh, while we're in the middle of plugging all this stuff where can people find his films is there a website uh yeah if you go to youtube um there's womp stomp films so right like now WMP. Uh, i'm sorry w-o-m-p like womp oh yeah yeah i, I don't know why i said you i meant yeah uh, and like like Wampa without the A. Uh, yeah, Womp, Stomp, so S-T-O-M-P films. Mm-hmm. Um, so on um, his channel, he has Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow. And then there's a music video um, called Disappear, which kind of like took after, uh, takes place after uh, Never Hike Alone. It's a really cool um, video. Basically, that, That's just for funsies. That's just a fun music video. And mm-hmm. basically it's just Jason sitting in the cabin kind of just sitting on the bed just like he looks sad mm-hmm. you know even with the hockey mask on but then the, ki- the kids come up in the jeep and they're swimming in the lake so he's got to go take care of business <laughs> and a little tidbit with the jeep in the um and actually in the disappear and i believe in never hike in the snow it's the same make and model as the Jeep used in the original, but not the like same year. And that's owned by Sean Richards, um, I, who I met through um, a podcast that I contribute to, or you know, I plug Camp Blood Radio. Um, Sean um, made a documentary um, in memoriam um, Friday Thirteenth Part Three for Richard Brooker, who played Jason. Um, so. Uh, he's got a lot of connections in the community and just the stories he tells is really awesome. But I had the privilege um, when Sean went to go visit the host, Nathan back in probably late February, early March for the 40th anniversary, they shot like kind of like a spoof of like when Annie gets picked up by Mrs. Voorhees in the original. Mm -hmm. So they asked me if I wanted to edit it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So they sent me, all the clips and you know i put it together and then sean because he's he's been in the film industry for quite some time so 
um, he would give me advice on, this is great, but you should really do this, you know? So yeah. I learned a lot from him and um, it, was a fun, it was a fun little video to do. I was to say we sort of made a fan film last year. Uh, yeah, because you were our you were our mar- yeah you were our marquee <laughs> guest at a Halloween Comic Fest last year. Um, yeah, we were planning on fun. we were planning on doing a follow up with you this year, but obviously, yeah, things uh, the, happen. The world the world's changed and we, we couldn't. Yeah, you know, and that actually came up on my memories a couple of days, maybe yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, that was a fun night, but yeah. like, and my my whole vision for that was to be camping. You know? Oh yeah, no, that's why I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So to set it up for people, I think it's on our YouTube page, so you can watch it there. Um, but it is, you know, there's to hype up your appearance there. You come into our store and we hire you, and like you're so it's Jason in like a level up entertainment t-shirt mm-hmm. and just some various scenarios where you're you're working with uh customers and stuff or yeah they want to but they want to buy a freddie NECA and i toss yeah, talk, it, and I get it yeah freddie shoplifting freddie shoplifting see <laughs> fight him uh yeah, it, it was a lot of fun i do you kill me in it i know i'm a skeleton and, um i think i just i push you off to the side because you're helping a customer yeah you just push me away I, yeah I, I put the help one inside like on your chest and i push you away yeah yeah that's what it was <laughs> but i know at the end we had this like skeleton prop yeah i put it in my shirt i put it in a shirt with my name tag on it just yeah holding the sign about like with information for the event at the end but yeah kill me, and but. you know if it wasn't for you scott yeah soft jersey jason would never have been anything because you had reached out to me like late summer of 2018 if i would mm. want to be a judge in a costume contest yeah and you're like do we have anything to promote you with and i'm like well give me a little bit and i'll think of something and that's how south jason okay. was born so i didn't realize i was so integral into your birth um because i because i knew you, you you know you would had what was your first one uh i did michael myers um was my no, first... what's your first jason though oh the part four the part, part four. four i couldn't remember yeah. it was part four or part seven well, part seven was um, I date I wore that at uh, the Halloween comic fest. Yeah, that's that's probably yeah. why I'm I'm thinking that. But you would you again you had been a judge a, a year beforehand. Yeah, which yeah. is a lot of fun. Now, now I want to point this out, and you know you have some experience uh, being the man behind the mask. To quote Alex Cooper, um, that the the key to playing Jason, and I think this is harder than people realize, is like because you have no verbal stuff Mm -hmm. you have you can't use your face you have to be really like you have to be a real good physical actor yeah which is why i think kane hodder is so beloved because he brought a lot of oh well yeah and that's like the one credit i will give him you know is his physical performance yes yeah he 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 really set the bar as far as the physical performance you know his and it's not against him he was he was just in like the four crappiest written of the the whole series yeah and i will say even if the movies in my opinion while like very varying quality i feel like jason kind of always has a little bit of like he's kind of always jason Mm -hmm. like he's never really like to me in my opinion he's never really like that bad Mm -hmm. uh like it's in terms of like a performance um or like you know like a character because like he's never i don't want to say never but he's almost like even in the sillier movies he's never really the joke right like he's always threatening and i think that's Mm -hmm. part of part of what works for him yeah whereas if he was like like when pinhead went to space uh it was really silly and dumb and like it's that was i mean that movie is also bad like it's directed or was it written by alan smithy which 
Mm-hmm. Being someone did not want their name attached to it because it's yeah. so bad. I uh, actually like that one. <laughs> like I said, I like like dumb schlocky horror movies. Uh, yeah, but I was never a big Hellraiser guy to begin with. But you know, again, we're getting off topic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like even like the the really bad Looney Tunes, Elm Street movies, like like it's kind of the same thing with Freddy. It's, and I mean, it's probably easier to say that with Freddy because Robert England has a full performance like he brings a lot of personality to that like mm-hmm. it's really hard to imagine somebody not like him not playing him and that's yeah that's like i call it like the christopher reeve curse yeah you know? yeah unfortunately whoever plays freddie next which you know the internet would love to see kevin bacon which i could see i could you know? see but like yeah. I, think, I don't know who i'd want to cast i don't know I, I, you know, I didn't think Jackie Earl Haley wasn't all that bad. I think he needed to be in a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, I can, I can see him as Freddie. My only, my, my big problems with that reboot. So I guess we'll talk about that for a second as one, they made him an overt pedophile, which is always mm-hmm. kind of like a hidden thing. Mm-hmm. Once you make it overt, it's like, Ooh, this isn't fun anymore. That's what lost it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh God. As I know they were going for a more scary thing, but like, then making him this goofy dream monster, like then, I don't know. Totally, it does not work. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think his design was pretty bad. He looks like a cat. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and like, this could work because Freddy doesn't necessarily need to be physically intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like because they were going for a more, I think they should have gone a jokier route with him. But because he's trying to be like intimidating, he's really short. Yeah, like he's shorter than half the kids he's supposed to be like terrorizing, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not trying to blame on him. I think he, I think he's got a good voice, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that they tried to do something different with him. Yeah, yeah. Because that's my my, especially with reboots, I don't mind them in and of themselves. Just give me some. As long as it, yeah, it's got to be good, and just if you want to give me something new, that's one of the reasons I don't like the new Star Wars movies. Like that soft reboot, it's just like, oh, it's just the same movies again, but not as good. Um. So I, right. I don't know. Uh, so I, I think, but like in regards to the to, to Friday 13th, like if they do come out with a new movie, like say it's announced tomorrow before this podcast, I, I finish editing it and it comes out that like it's settled. Uh, there's a new Friday movie in the works. It'll be out, you know, next year or something. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, whether it's a reboot or a sequel, I think they can just call it Friday the 13th. And not have an origin and just have Jason just show up and nobody's. Yeah, I think you know people know the stories of all these characters so well. You don't need an origin story anymore. You can just have one of the characters mention like Camp Crystal Lake. Isn't that where that kid drowned and then came back as a killer? Like that's all you need. Um, Yeah, yeah. And as long as the the I think I think the trick the trick though is you need to make you need to make the victims. Like they don't have to be super complex, but you need to at least make them interesting. Like you need to have a reason to care. Exactly. That they're in danger. Yes. Like I, as much fun as it is that like, oh, watching, you know, uh, these killers like do what they do. If you're not worried about what's going to happen to the, the the characters, it's just like, oh, I'll just move on. Like, it, was, it, loses, it loses me. Like, And that was the, the problems with seven and eight. Yeah. I didn't give a, you know, I didn't care about the characters at all. Yeah, you know? and that's oh. and because those ones came out when I was a little bit older, they were the ones I was more aware of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like that's where I was like, yeah, this isn't 
because it was like these characters have no personality. I was like, yeah, Jason doesn't really have personality. Like, I didn't take onto the series since that, but I've since gone back and I've watched them all at least once, even though it has it has been a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, normally for these podcasts, I'll well, it's on AMC right now. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but normally for these podcasts, I'll um I'll refamiliarize myself. Yeah, with what it was yeah. beforehand. But like, how many movies are there? Like thirteen of them. Twelve. Twelve. All right. I, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, so that means perfect. The next one's Friday the Thirteenth, and make it really big. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, that's a lot of movies. Um, I was thinking about I I tried to find like YouTube clips of just like oh all the times Jason killed somebody and like right well there. he's got the most body count out of all like the three big ones him Freddie yeah. and Michael but see they include like when the ship exploded um, oh yeah yeah so that's why his count so that's cheating high. a little bit but that's it is cheating I, that said but even without that even I if, think even is, if you yeah. Do, yeah even if you don't count that he does have the higher body count yeah and to be fair I think he's also had the most movies um. Yeah, I think um, Michael Myers' <laughs> Halloween franchise might be a close second. Oh, man. And talk about... Well, see, all right. So Friday 13th, this is an interesting comparison then. So like we mentioned, Friday 13th was meant to be like a kind of a Halloween ripoff. Yeah. But like, why does Jason work for sequels and Michael Myers not? Because all of those sequels are bad. Yeah, um, probably because, you know we michael didn't have anything wrong with him other than there was something that made him kill his sister so in part one and part two he's just an average guy although he got shot six times and then the hospital caught on fire and then all of a sudden in part four he has like superhuman capabilities um where jason um i would say after part two you knew something was up with him you know, so like in part four, he's somewhat dead already, you know, like he's a humanoid. Um, and it wasn't until I got the Blu-rays that I really picked up on in part four when he's like in the, the morgue or whatever. And there you see like when he's being carted back, you see his chest like go up and down. And then when we put him in the ice box, that's when you see the breath going through the holes of the hockey mask. I never picked up on that until like uh, I watched it in Blu-ray for the first time. Yeah. Michael Myers, like I actually like out of the sequels, I like part four um, when, you know, he's going after his niece for the first time, not so much part five, but I got a soft spot for part six, the curse of Michael Myers. Which... Is that the one with Ludacris? Oh no, it's Buster. No, 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 no. that's before Buster. No, no, no. Part (laughs) part six came out in like '94, I think. Um, It was actually Paul Rudd's first movie. Um, Yeah, Yeah, predates Clueless. Yeah, it uh, actually not by only by like a year. Um, Yeah, and I just know they're they're close. Yeah, um, part six came out before H2O in '98. So, um, which H2O was cool for its time, but again. They, that's when the horror movie started getting into that Dawson's Creek. Well, like casting. Scream kind of really, I don't know. It was like, it was a real paradigm shift for like this, the subgenre of slashers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Scream brought the slashers back in a way, you know, but like it brought them back in, but the way it did that, I don't think they could operate the way they used to. And I don't think a lot of franchises really realized that. Like I, yeah. or at least we're able to capitalize it on it in an, in an interesting way. 
I mean, I'm curious in that uh, body count thing. Did they count uh, New Nightmare as Freddy Kills? Because it's sort of not. No, I, I never looked into the yeah. New Nightmare one. I've only seen just like the total count. I wasn't like a, yeah. wasn't a deep description. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I honestly, they probably shouldn't count the New Nightmare. Like they should. Well, if I want to be one of that, that narrow, well, technically it's this different entity that yeah trapped in the nightmare on elm street movies and not actually the character of freddy krueger like, you know i always wondered, if i want to be that guy you can be it that was guy. freddy but it wasn't freddy yeah and but people really didn't complain about it but when you have jason goes to hell yeah everyone complained about that because jason was only in it for maybe 10 minutes the whole movie in between the beginning and the ending he was body swapping yeah that was, sorry that's the one where like people like eat his heart and I get possessed yes. by him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember. I think that was that might have been the first one I watched. And I was like, oh, I'm finally going to watch Friday the 13th movie and see what all this fuss is about. I'm watching, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, that's the first Friday that I saw in the theater at the good old Tilton back in 1993. And I just remember watching like the TV spots for it. Um, and then the cool poster for the movie and i'm like well where's the hockey mask at? i didn't see that chrome hockey mask i like it you know yeah. i'm one of the few that liked it when it first came out and again it has its own following um adam marcus he this was his first movie that he made out of like film school and he he's gotten a lot of heat for it but you know what he 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 doesn't care. He embraces it. He's actually in the middle of making a documentary called Hearts of Darkness, the making of Jason Goes to Hell, which that was the original title, Hearts of Darkness for Jason Goes to Hell. It's he's interesting a really... that, that was the apocalypse now thing. <laughs> yeah. Um he's actually he's a super nice guy. We're friends on Facebook. Um we talk every so often. He's helped me with um a, a little project i did back in february um he's a busy guy so like i'll message him every once in a while and sometimes he'll get back to me right away sometimes he won't um it's it's an honor to have him like my stuff on the soft jersey jason pixel page from time to time um but yeah just a really cool guy and you know I, he was actually going to be at chiller back like in march but obviously you know that yeah. was canceled it's 2020 so everyone knows what the deal is yeah uh we don't even need to say it um <laughs> but no, that's cool and it's cool that you've gotten to meet a lot of these people that were very involved uh in in the series over the years um and they all seem from your stories you've told me i'm uh, most people seem to be pretty pretty yeah, chill and, like excited say, to talk about it there was i only had like one letdown um, and we don't need to put them on blast yeah. yeah um i was i was and i was happy to finally meet him um he wasn't an actor but he was involved in one of the movies and i was really let down like he just felt like he didn't want to be there he i didn't even want to talk to him because he just gave off a really bad vibe you know and to be to be fair the celebrity zoos and stuff at these conventions like sometimes you get people on a bad day because they are people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like maybe they you know they were having a bad con or something they're just like oh, yeah God, but every single person that i've met at um whether it was at monster mania or nj Horrorcon or at camp crystal lake tour they've all been very nice and the per the, the person that leads the the troop is um adrian king who played alice in the original and 
real quick in part two. I've met her three times and she remembers, she remembers her fans. She may not remember your name, but she remembers like, oh, I just saw you not too long ago, you know? Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, and she'll she'll talk to everyone for, you know, depending on how long the line is, she'll base it off of how long it is and, and really talk to you and, you know, just make you feel really at home. Um, yeah, so she's such a nice lady. No, and, that's uh, that's that's always the best at a convention when, like, you feel like people are, are – are, even if it's only a couple of minutes, if you feel like someone's being generous with their time, you really appreciate it. I, I've, yeah. I've had mostly positive experiences with, with meeting comic book writers and artists and the various celebrities and stuff I've met I've met over the years. Um, yeah. I also have a couple bad experiences, which, again, I'm not going to put anyone on blast because, uh, you know, one of them speaking ill of the dead <laughs> now, unfortunately. But – um. <clears throat> You know, uh, it, but they, it, it that's a little piece of advice. If you're a famous person listening to this somehow, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you just fake it a little bit and it goes a long way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the uh, my favorite meeting was probably uh, Larry Zerner, who uh, played Shelly in part three, who was. He basically was the person to give Jason his hockey mask. He was the jokester of the movie, always pulling pranks, and he had the hockey mask. Uh, it was my very first Monster Mania that I attended. I want to say it was um, maybe 2012 or 2013, and Irene and I were still dating, and it was towards the end of the day. I'm like, oh, it's Larry Zerns. I didn't see his table, you know, and I was like, there's no one there. So I introduced myself and I said, this is my girlfriend, Irene. And he's like, girlfriend, you bring a, a lovely lady to a horror convention. Like, see something like you, you better put a ring on it eventually, mm -hmm. you know? So a year later, you know, I proposed to Irene and, you know, Larry and I are friends on Facebook. So I sent him a really nice message, um, like to say, Hey, um, you probably don't remember me, but you know, um, you know, I, I told him the story and I sent a picture that we got, you know, engaged. Um, Immediately, he he congratulated me and then shared my message on his page, you know. So that oh, that's a, that's really adorable, cool. actually. Yeah, uh, and he's actually um, he's an entertainment lawyer now. Or I'm sorry, yeah, he's in entertainment and does like copyrights. But um, about two or three years ago, he represented a car builder that DC Comics was suing because he was making. Um, I think it was the either the original like 66 Batman cars or like the 89 one, but mm -hmm. they weren't. Well, I know, I know this. I know the 66 era, like that whole show had a lot of legal problems because like mm -hmm. Fox had a stake in it. And obviously Warner Brothers then bought DC Comics after it was made. So I, my, my, if I had to guess, it probably would have been the 60s one. Okay. So like... But he, it wasn't to a T, like he would leave some certain things out, you know, but mm. DC was still, you know, suing him. And I forget the outcome, but it was, and it was a televised court case. Like you can go to this website and watch it. So it was pretty cool to see Shelly Finkelstein, I think his last name was, as a lawyer now and seeing him practice law is pretty cool. But yeah, he's a really cool guy to talk to. Again, makes you feel at home. All, all, every, I would say just about, I've only had really one bad experience going to like a convention. Um, 
you know, I have a great time. Um, Irene loves going because she likes going to see the vendors. And, you know, she has a way of, if she sees an actor, taking a selfie with them, you know, where if they're at the table and you had their handlers, like, oh, no, no cell phone photos, you know? Yeah. So I go and I'm all clamming up like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> see, I, I, I don't want, this is going to sound like a brag. Whenever I meet, I, I've never, I never really get starstruck when I meet famous people. Um, especially if I know I'm going to see them. When I met Kevin Eastman, it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. So I was one where I was really like, "Oh no, I didn't have, I didn't plan it out in my brain." Yeah, you know, I've, I've met people like Levar Burton and stuff, and they're like super nice guy. Yeah, uh, not yeah. Friday Thirteenth specifically related, but yeah, um, you know, just as, as an example, he's probably the most or like DMC's been at the store. He's also awesome. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a really down to earth guy. Um, one yeah, of those guys. Know, one of the great things about like he wants to talk to you. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Um, one of the, you know, since the one of the things that I really wanted to do when I got into the whole cosplay world was, you know, I, I never thought, you know, I've been doing it really for, you know, when I first did it for Level Up back in like 2018, it was kind of like just like a one and done type thing, you know, but it wasn't until um, May of 2019 when I said, you know what, I'm going to start hosting more and you know i went to the blairstown museum and interviewed the curator for the first time and that's when i started getting more likes and people were commenting and then they invited me to come up for jason fest which was a three-day um event that they were having to honor or commemorate the opening of the friday 13th museum and that's kind of like what got my foot in the door to meet uh people who worked within the franchise and the fan film directors. And, you know, I, that's when I started networking and, you know, many doors that have opened for me and I'm very grateful for, for it. And, you know, in meeting the actors and, you know, becoming friends with them on social media, it's awesome to know that, hey, I'm doing this video for a kid that has um, autism. You mind sending me a happy birthday video? Within minutes, you know, Ron Sloan from part five, he's got the the back black drop, you know, looking good, you know, just a super nice guy, you know, um, and his, his character is very memorable from part five. He was a junior who lived with mom. Um, but yeah, they're, um, I'm very grateful um, for all the doors I've opened and everyone who's helped me get to where I am, like level up. You know, you guys are one of like my biggest supporters, you know, and again, yeah. without you, I wouldn't be here. Well, I wasn't inviting you on to fish for compliments, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, speaking of, I wanted to, to talk to you about uh, your cosplay stuff a little bit, and this seems like a very natural segue. So let's get into mm-hmm. that. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I was going to ask you what your inspiration was to start doing Jason, but it probably was just love of the, the franchise and the character. And yeah, you know, like, I've always loved Friday the 13th, but you know, it really revitalized my love for it was when the online game came out in 2017 mm-hmm. and uh you know i never really i never played online games before and i met so many awesome fans within the franchise and that's what kind of rejuvenated my love for the character and i'm like you know what i want to start cosplaying now i say I, I love a lot of stuff about that game i know it had its problems but what a great mm-hmm. idea for an asymmetrical like game yeah yeah like one person's jason and one person and everyone else is the campers and they need to work together before jason kills them all yeah yeah um, so such an awesome idea i yeah. I, I don't think it's a playable anymore i think uh, I, 
didn't get caught up with like the legal issues. It got caught up the lawsuit because the next maps were were I believe were gonna be um like Jason X, um and actually have like the Uber Jason skin and whatnot. But unfortunately, because of the lawsuit, they couldn't do any more updates. But they'll still do patchwork and okay. people people still play the online. I mean, my friends play like every night still. Like my uh my really close friends that are also cosplayers. I'm like, I kind of fell out of it when the little, when the physical copy came out and the little kids started playing. Yeah. I, I know that's part of the, the issue with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have like the single player challenges. Like I wish there was like a storyline with it though, you know? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could just play through the scenarios and movies, but I guess a single, there'd probably be two. My guess would there probably be like a split story. Like, mm-hmm. a Jason. Like a Jason only story where like you just have to kill all the kids, but like then there are probably ones where like you have to be like the campers from the different movies and like yeah, and like, that would have been but like maybe work awesome. through more less randomized yes puzzles and like have more specific challenges. It can still be on the same maps, right? Uh, just you know to save on development time. I don't think it needs to be that deep, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just something you can mess with. Um, but anyway, we're getting yeah we're going yeah. yeah so um when I decided like what did I want to do for my first cosplay now I unfortunately i don't have any artistic capabilities like i have a vast knowledge of useless information but you know i can't do like weathering clothing and whatnot so i said let me do something really easy to kind of start out with and so i said let me just do part four so um you know i started like going to different thrift stores and i found like the olive green button up and the gray pants um i had already had a pair of dirty boots and then you know i was looking just googling like jason under mask and i came across this one company that you know the 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 hood as they call it um the under mask you know relatively cheap it wasn't like top quality work but i wasn't going for quality at the time and then you know i got a part for a hockey mask which again it's okay but you know it's not like uh, a top quality hockey mask so you know um, I wore it for Halloween and then you know the next year that that August you reached out to me and I did the Halloween comic fest and then um, in like the spring of 19 I wanted to do a different costume but I knew I didn't have the capabilities of doing my own so I figured let me go on Etsy and just see what's out there. And I came across a, you know, part seven, which looked really good. And the price was affordable. So I, you know, I had a million questions. So I emailed the seller and he was quick to respond. And, um, you know, I said, I apologize, but I have so many questions. And he's like, no, no, that's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that you, your costume comes out great. So after talking with him for about a day or two, um, you know, I put the order in and that was probably like sometime in April and I had it um, probably like June and I was just so impressed. It was like near screen accurate that wouldn't burn a hole in your wallet. So I debuted it at Blairstown in um, 2019 and on Saturday the 14th, I was the guest Jason on the trolley tour. And before the trolley tour, they take you to all the filming locations. It's a really um, awesome time. So follow Blairstown Museum on Facebook. And hopefully next year, they will be able to do trolley tours again. 
like before I got on the trolley tour, Ari Lehman, who um, is, they call him first Jason because he is the little boy version of Jason in the original that comes out of the lake. He came up to me, put his hand on my shoulder and said, awesome costume. So right there, I was like, yeah, you know? Um, so I did the tour and everyone had a great job. So at the tour, you know, they go to the different um, locations and they give you like 15 minutes to um, take photos. And they also give you the history of when they filmed the scene um, and how it was then to how it looks now. Um, I was really interactive with the trolley tour guest and um, I made their experience more fun. Um, so, and I'm, you know, I'm posting pictures, I'm on Facebook live, uh, James Ingram, who designed my costumes of J3 Jason costumes, he messaged me and said, dude, you're, you're awesome. I can't believe like, you know, how great you look. And, you know, he's seen people's comments. Um, and then I went to the Asbury zombie walk shortly after that. And again, you know, I'm all over social media promoting, his costumes because a good rule of thumb is if you have someone make your costume you tag them in your pictures you give them a shout out it's the right thing to do so i'm in asbury park and you know had a great time at the zombie walk and um he messaged me it's like dude thank you you're it's awesome you know so um i'm helping get his his store out there more you know yeah, no, that's uh, one of the reasons you know we promote you. We like to, it's it's good to cross promote people. Exactly. Yes. A relationship with, and if he's not to denigrate what you do as well, but if he's like the secret sauce to your your cosplay. Oh, he's he is the secret sauce, yeah, and so, I mean, this is actually of... going to segue into my yeah. next thing. Um, we have formed such a great friendship over the past year. He's such a great guy. Um, like I don't know how he finds time to make all the costumes because he's got a regular nine to five. He's married with uh, two kids, one of them, which is like a month old, you know, so I give him a lot of credit. So um, right around the holidays, um, he wanted to do more of a relationship together, you know, cross promoting. So um, he, he said, I want to be your sponsor. I said, wow, that's great. You know, I never in a million years thought that would ever come at my door. So um, he had an idea of a costume that he wanted to do, which you haven't seen in person yet, but that was my six, seven. Um, he got the idea off of a figure. It's called One Customs. It's like, I don't know where they're located, but the, it makes Sideshow give them a run for their money, you know, but the, the, the figures are like $1,000 starting off at, and they're like the same size as Sideshow. So he sent me these pictures and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Let's do it. You know? So that was like a secret project that he worked on. And, um, you know, I debuted that March of 2013. And then um, he said, how do you feel about part eight? And I said, I really wasn't that big of a fan. I don't know if I would want to invest your time in something like that. He said, all right, all right. But he always wanted to do NES. He wanted to do NES something. He did a part seven, but it didn't really. I know work. I pushed you a little bit to do. You NES pushed me. Yeah, yeah. So literally maybe a couple of weeks after he had asked me about NES, you approached me with the idea for Halloween Comic Fest. And I was like, wow, it's funny you should say that. Yeah. So I immediately talked with him and he got right on it. And 
this was more like it was a passion project for him because he wanted to do something different that hasn't been done before. Now, some cos Jason cosplayers might incorporate some type of glow in the dark effect with like mm -hmm. the hockey mask. We went from head to toe, except for the hockey mask. So I say I, I haven't seen it in person because uh, 2020 is an unending nightmare. But um, I've seen the pictures and it looks awesome. Yeah, I, it's um. So you know, did you I've, did you base it more off one of the movies? Because the game, yeah, it's, it's actually, not really distinct. It's not the gaming factor. We yeah. it's a part eight. It's a part eight uh, NES yeah. because no one's done an NES part eight. So Jim wanted to test the waters to see if anyone would be interested. So basically, I'm his guinea pig when it comes to like these little projects. That's so funny. it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears on Jim's part, you know? And the one thing about Jim, he keeps you updated throughout the whole process too. He'll send you photos and stuff. So um, yeah, I've only worn it for two photo shoots um, at the pop-up con at the showboat. Um, the first day I wore it because I wanted to do a photo shoot, it was like close to a hundred degrees out. Oh, yeah. um and i lasted maybe like 15 minutes in it um it's very comfortable i would have to say out of like the three costumes that have the latex it's the most comfortable one um so the cool thing about it is it can glow in the dark in two ways you can go out in the sun for like five ten minutes and the charge lasts i think from five to seven hours and when it's like fully charged, it's the predator green blood. But I, I looked like I walked out of a nuclear power plant. Um, and then you can also get a, a cool effect if you have a really good uh, black light, like like a um, like a um, stage level, like a, a play, yeah. yeah, like that caliber. So I have a buddy that he might be bringing that type of light down with him on a Friday. But what I really want to do is capture it on video because you can take a cell phone video and it captures the glow in the dark really good. But if you use a regular cell phone video camera, it, it gives it a gray, gray scale color. Yeah, stuff like that usually, unless you have a really high-end camera or you know video recorder, uh, it, stuff usually doesn't translate well. Um, it's, yeah. like, it's like when you see video of like fireworks, like it's just white. Yeah. So, but they're, but they're always really cool in person. Yeah. So, and actually, I I look. I think I look. That's. I think that's out of all my costumes. That's the most menacing look for some reason. I think it. It's really when I look at it. I think it's just the hockey mask that makes me look, in my opinion, a little bit more menacing. Um, but it also like it fits me really well in like, it's like the shoulder area too. So I, like I have to say, you know, what can I say? But um, yeah. no, I, I really like it. And um, the tricky part with it was um, I started a partnership with um, James Photography and Imaging back in um, maybe uh, April. So I, you know, she's a professional photographer who has only done weddings and, um, uh, real estate but what she also does is at smithville when they have like zombie santa mm -hmm. she's the photographer for that you know she's never she's wanted always wanted to start photographing um cosplayers so we worked out a partnership with photo shoots and um you know we we wanted to incorporate the green screen photo which we did back in march with level up and um 
you know, for the, t- for what happened that weekend, we had a nice little turnout. Um, the trick yeah, I would say all things considered, that was a pretty good one. Just that was yeah. right as COVID was shutting everything down. In fact, we were shut down like the, yeah. a couple days later. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had, you know, a, a nice turnout for three hours, you know, um, so the tricky part with the NES is, well, I can't use a green screen because the skin is green. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be like a floating. So she ordered a blue screen, and thankfully the blue it's screen the is a darker blue. blue. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she came over this past week, and um, um, she brought the blue screen, and we put, like, my clothing and stuff on it, and she took some photos, so she's going to test it out. So hopefully – Whenever you guys are able to have those great free comic book days and Halloween Comic Fest again, we're going to do what you wanted to do with. Yeah, we're, we're not. I don't want to I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I'm really hoping free comic book day next year. I realistically could be a thing we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween Comic Fest this year is not going to. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not going to be a thing. I'm, but. you know, I'm crossing my fingers for free comic book day because those events are fun. You know, I, I man, I really miss doing it this year. Yeah, um, I love putting them together. Um, again, I mean, I guess this podcast really is an advertisement for the store, but I'm not just trying to shell it. Um, I, I legitimately do really love doing them, and I do miss that we. I, I yeah, not just as a business from a business upset about it closing up, but personally as well. It's also yeah. a lot of fun to get everyone together, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's usually a really hectic day for us because we have to run around and do this big yeah. event, and like you know, we have to work it. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's still fun and you get the it's the comments you get like oh i'm bringing my kids this every year they're like kind of really keep you going in it otherwise it, you would just be tired but yeah um, so um you know when that day comes we're we're doing what you wanted to do and you know jen has the uh the screen captures of the old nes camp crystal lake map you know and we're going to do camp level up over crystal lake so we don't get any copyright infringements from ljn <laughs> oh yeah no well i think ljn's defunct i don't know yeah those yeah games that they did anyway, um, but, um but also in addition to j3 who does my clothing i have to also give a shout out to um curse custom weathering who's made me um the part six seven hockey mask and it's a proper hockey mask because again with continuity um, from six to seven, the propeller blade damage went from uh, the one side to the other side, you know, so that's another continuity. Um, Lipstick Legion, um, my friend Jen West, um, she made the NES hockey mask and she actually made me a new part seven hockey mask for my new part seven costume that's coming. Um, and also Horror FX Design, who um, whether the for my part six seven the belt the machete the dart pouch and created the nes fire axe um because when i looked at his website he had he he didn't have the fire axe um up at the time and i did see it in the past and i said hey i'm doing this nes costume um can you do the fire axe he's like yeah sure sure i said just don't like um share it because this is this is going to be a surprise you know, announcements, but, you know, obviously you can share the picture, just not, don't tag me in it. Um, and everyone loved his hockey mask or his uh, fire axe. I'm sorry, you know, and mm-hmm. it looks legit real from far away. And when people say, can I touch it? And like, Oh, it's rubber. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, we talked about that in a, in a cosplay episode we did earlier in this month. Don't bring real weapons. Yeah, uh, like um, cosplay. <laughs> like my uh, my machete for my six seven, I couldn't wear it. I couldn't bring it to 
like your Halloween Clown Fest or, or uh, Free Combo Day because it's a real machete. It's just very dull. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We, 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 we would not want you to bring it in. Anyway. Nah, no, 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 no. Like the cops do us a favor on that, and I don't want to get yeah, in trouble yeah. as well. But um, so, but we've had we've had issues in the past where people have like realistic looking weapons. Yes, yeah. Like when uh, Negan first became a thing in the Walking Dead TV show, everyone was cosplaying him. They'd have bats with like rubber nails and stuff in it. But, oh like, my like, gosh, yeah. Bats. yeah. I've had I've had random grandmas call the cops, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, it's yeah, it's, but. Because they put like blood splatters on it, because you know that's anyway. Yeah. yeah, if if it's borderline, just always err on the side of caution. When it's when yeah. you do, like private photo shoots and stuff, that's a horse of a different color. But um, it's and that's just not for coming to our events. Like, don't go to New York Comic Con with a real machete. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like... I mean, there there are builders that do make con safe weapons oh yeah and there's some con safe weapons that like look amazing yeah like my first machete. like i said that ask is ask not the ask the axe is rubber but it looks really good yeah um my my second machete that i bought um was actually um a walking dead machete it's all foam you know you and except for like the handle i think it's like a like a hard rubber but it was like a hard plastic or something yeah and the blade was just all foam and people thought from afar it looked real but i mean obviously as you got closer you could tell it's fake but with like my axe people will get you know within a couple of feet of me and they're like is that real i'm like here feel it you know yeah so um yeah so i'm going to finish out this year with a screen accurate part seven um james actually um He's got different molds for the chest and the spine. And what is going to be different is I'm going to have uh, basically a glove sleeve of like the zombie hand, you know, mm-hmm. and he actually got a new mold of the, the, um, the hood and it looks really good. And the hood was the, it's a master mold made by Brandon Scott Murphy. who's very well known in the community. Um, and I'm already thinking about 2021 uh i'm gonna be doing taking it back and bringing the sack back um okay. i was gonna ask what maybe your next project was but that was yeah good. so yeah. um you know guys like my age in their 40s 50s you know we have a soft spot for the sack because with the fan films up until like you know there's only been like maybe one fan film that had the sack and you know really what wasn't not that great my friend dave is making a fan film that could literally like you could put it in your your collection in between part one and part two um so i wanted to come up with something somewhat original with the sack is basically when people see the sack um they kind of just do like the flannel with the blue suspenders um which you know it's, a, it's an okay look but i want to put my own little twist on it suspenders so. make it look a little dorky well the 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 not suspenders i'm sorry the um overalls the overalls, oh, okay yeah 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 i don't know why i was thinking suspenders um it's fine it's a thing that goes over your shoulder yeah it, keep, so, it keeps your pants up regardless so what i'm doing is i'm kind of killing two birds with one stone because i want to rehaul my part four and make it more screen accurate so basically it's going to be like a part four style but if you never got the hockey mask so it's going to be the sack mm-hmm. so okay. um but then i'm also going to um have another set of a top piece um again i got the inspiration from one customs and um basically it's like the gray pants still but it's kind of like a thermal shirt with like a um 
leisure coat from like the 50s you know it's really cool looking like a hobo type look you know mm -hmm. um, with the sack or with the hockey mask and those those are simple weathering stuff there's i'm not gonna thank god i won't have to wear like compression suit with the latex out in the summertime you know yeah well, Joel jason likes to wear like the, the dress and layers to begin with so yeah because so, i actually did an event this past saturday and while it was warm during the day you know i'm sweating but then as soon as that sun went down my compression clothing is already wet with sweat but then it got cold and then i have like air conditioning inside my mm -hmm. costume so those are my next um um ideas uh james would like to do a jason goes to hell but not based off of the look in the movie he wants to do it based off of the todd mcfarlane movie maniac version <coughs> excuse me so, um it looks a lot different than what the the movie gave us especially with the hockey mask that's cool would you guys ever want to try like a, a south jersey jason original design Oh yeah, um, I'm all for original. It's just, um, it's really just like um, us sitting down and yeah, planning it out. Like that's what we did for NES Part Eight because um, there was so there were so many intricate things with it as far as getting the tones the same and do we want to like how do we want the chevrons to look you know so i did a zoom meeting with james ingram of j3 costumes and jen west of uh lipstick lesion and we had a video conference and basically planned the whole thing out um and then they talked to each other um during the process because what J jen didn't start the painting of the hawk until she started seeing jim's work on the clothing and then she used that um vision to create the hawk and it the final product was just you know incredible but yeah i would love to do actually i do have an idea of like kind of like an original concept that i want to do and again it could involve the sack and um a particular type of weapon that's um iconic um towards like the earlier movies you know not the machete something else um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna guess at it i could probably guess a couple of them but <laughs> yeah. i'll keep that as a surprise i was gonna ask maybe if you had any ideas for what you want to do but if you want to keep it under wraps for now as it yeah as i don't i don't have like any like really i'm trying I, to think something that would scream south jersey like oh you're wearing a flyers jersey or something i don't know uh, yeah you know I, I i i mean i could like well not so much flyers but you yeah. know yeah, well i mean yeah i guess south jersey flyers but if anything it'd be like technically jason's from north jersey so he'd be yeah. a devil's fan you know what's <laughs> your south jersey jason south jersey yeah. yeah i mean oh yeah i could always like you know if i just for giggles if i wanted to like get a hockey mask and have it like the color of like the eagles jersey. Oh, i didn't even think about that you can just get an actual flyers hockey mask that's probably why i went to a hockey team first oh oh gotcha gotcha yeah. i got gotcha. you yeah that's probably why because really i think the bigger sport down here would be either the eagles or the phillies yeah i mean i could always just get like a generic um hockey jersey and put like like sjj on the back and third number yeah. 16 you know yeah i know they've made like they make like hockey jerseys and stuff for all kinds of things I, i've yeah. seen i've seen jason ones the numbers 13 and stuff um, yeah yeah <clears throat> but um you know in the friday the 13th community um i've met a lot of great cosplayers like i'm in this uh instagram 
message group with a lot of great guys and they all give great advice to everyone. And there's a, there's a few um, that are, you know, teenagers, like 15, 16, and they're designing their own clothing and making their own hocks. And I'm like, I wish I had talent like that, you know, when I there I was their age or when, you know, at now dude, dude um, i feel for you i have a couple of cosplays and again we've talked about this in some of our cosplay episodes but like i can't manufacture anything yeah kind of just need to buy it um yeah the most work i put into is my ghostbusters one Mm-hmm. Let's just you buy a bunch of things and just literally just wear yeah. them. Like, so I'm, like I, you know, and that's why I always give credit to the makers because without them, you know, I'm not a cosplayer. So I always say my art is bringing their work to life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, I have a blast. Like uh, last year, uh, I was invited to out to um, Ocean View Fire Company. They do like the like a haunted attraction for a fundraiser. He saw my stuff on social media and he had me um, basically work the front of the crowd um, while they're waiting to buy their tickets. Um, you know, I, I'm very well known now in the town of Smithville due to Mike Spangola, the underground. He, yeah. uh, he invited me to come out to Art, Art Walk and that whole connection was through Mark Hills. Um, I went out to Art Walk and you know, I had a table, I was selling some merchandise that we had made, just like buttons and prints. Um, and then Mike asked me if I wanted to come out to Zombie Santa. And I said, yeah, sure. You know, so I was just like hanging out. But then people were asking me to be in the photos with them. Mm-hmm. And I had a great time. And then since then, Mike has invited me to come back to like every event that he does. So no, that's and- that's one of the, the one of the great things, like as someone who also puts on events and has a lot of similar connections to you is like, when, when you hit it off with somebody in, in our community here, like you're always getting pulled, like you're pulled back into other things. Like, right. And unless, unless you're like that special kind of person where it's like, Oh God, uh, you usually get, you, you, I usually keep a big list of everyone's contacts and not everyone can make it to everything. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, life happens or whatever, but like, you know, we, we, we've also got a pretty, which is why free comic book day got as big as it did. Is, you know we get a lot of the same people coming out every year and then we always get new people and it, it gets bigger and bigger um so that that is something it's nice to know like you know you also got you know your connections out there as well because we don't yeah, get out to smithville it, for it, these I, things but again it's all about that networking you can't you know um it's about you know if you want to get known you gotta like it's a like cold calling you know, you got, uh, and you got to put yourself out there and you got to promote yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I worked on very hard in the past year. And like I said, I never knew starting, you know, starting it for like to do it more than just like a one time um, being a costume judge. Um, and, and to be honest, I, it's it's you're, it's still a still fun hobby for you. It's not like you're yeah. all consuming. It's not like right. your job, you know. No, I'm. I mean, sometimes it feels like. A oh yeah, I can sure, but but, but but it's um, still, you're still doing it because it's fun. Yeah, and what I also wanted to do to like just to show thanks was I wanted to start using my brand for fundraisers. So my very first fundraiser I did was um, for the Atlanta County Animal Shelter. Um, you know, we did like. Uh, oh yeah, we did this last year, right? Yeah, yeah, at Christmas yeah. time. Yep. Um, so we had like the prints for like the raffles that were either mine or I had uh, donated from the um, community from like another uh, fan film actor. And then it all cultivated at this um, music festival I went to where, you know, if you come, you can like uh, drop off um, 
um, items for the animal shelter. So, you know, I mean, it, you know, I, you know, didn't raise a lot, maybe like a hundred bucks, but still even $1 helps, you know, yeah, of course. Um, me, I'm an overachiever and I wanted to make more. Um, but you know, they were, they were thankful of the money and the, um, items donated. And then since then that kind of kickstarted my fundraising. So I'll say, I know um, you, you've helped us with a couple of our fundraisers. I think last year we were, we did, we live streamed you. I think we played the NES Yes, <laughs> uh, Friday Thirteenth game yeah. uh, for our. For our yes. It used to be a twenty-four hour live stream, but like we're every year we get older and we were like, we'll just do it during the store hours. I can't do it all. Yeah, can't, can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, um, so you did one of our hours with us. Uh, we we always we almost always raise money for Chop. Yeah, um, which yeah. was the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which is uh, uh, one that's near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I, Brian, who used to work, another Brian who used to work mm-hmm. at our store, and uh, his wife still does. Uh, you know, his younger siblings have been benefited from that. So we always try to promote them if we can. Um, I think, I think I want to say you got involved with at least one or two other things we did. Mike, um, I've, I've done so much with you over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like I said, it's hard to, it's hard to remember. Yeah. And I, that that yeah. was last year. And then this year has just been like nuts. Overall. Yeah. I've, I've, I've donated twice to your video game marathons. And I think you were doing something on the side yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely know you've sponsored things. I, mean, I know I put your yeah. logo on stuff. Yep. Yeah. So um, one of the, one of my biggest fundraisers that I've, I've done, um, well, not biggest, it's just, which is very near and dear to me is um, two things, actually. The first is like the Blairstown Museum, uh, mm-hmm. they're nonprofit. So um, when I'm in town and if I'm selling anything, I, I give 50% of my sales to the museum. Oh, that's nice, yeah. And then um, I actually did a photo fundraiser um, two or three weeks ago, Smithville. And, okay. um, you know, I had, a, I had a very good day and was able to give them a donation and, you um, this past Saturday, <clears throat> I had a fundraiser for Special Olympics, New Jersey. Um, it didn't turn out the way I, I thought it would have been. Um, one, I mean, it was an outside event, but you know, it was a music a music award show for local artists. But you know, people are still cautious about going out. But the um, the promoter did me a solid and did a 50-50 and donated. Okay. You know, did did we did that? I'll be um, honest with you. I love 50-50s when we go to these things. I always spend yeah. a ton of money on that. Yeah. Um, and then this Saturday, I have another event at Smithville, their Monster Bash, and I'm doing a fundraiser to help um, get one fan film. Um, he's going to complete it next week, but he lost 2000 because um, that was like deposits he put down and he couldn't get them back from this horrible year. So yeah. um, he ended up actually, he wanted the special effects to really um, just wow people. So he hired this graduate from the Tom Savini makeup school. Um, she's like newly graduated. So she's eager and, you know, so that was kind of like an unexpected income but the end results will be well worth it because you have a Tom Savini. Yeah, and that's a, a fun connection to the original series. Cause yes. he did the, the effects for one and four, right? One and four. Yep. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, that's what I got going on this Saturday with that. And then Saturday night we have uh, the uh, Halloween party. Um, Jimmy J's Halloween lives event, um, mm-hmm. you know, which was an honor, actually humbling experience. I, you know, I'm coming. I, I, uh, I also started doing like birthdays, you know, yeah. so I'm, I had, sure, I'm sure you had plenty of people like asking you for that. At, at yeah. Birthday. I actually did okay. like, two, I did one birthday, um, 
and then one a mom saw it and she asked me if I could come visit her son because um, he has autism and anytime someone tells me they have a loved one with a disability it tugs at my heart so I said yeah I can come out like this Friday and you know um, he just you know he just he just had a blast but no that's really good to hear and like yeah yeah you know and that that I, like you said even though sometimes it feels like work I'm sure I, I I don't want to speak for you but I know in my experience doing stuff like that like it feels it like reinvigorates if you oh, especially like, like that, the yeah. kids the kids I yeah. love I love putting a smile on the kids and mm-hmm. they really think it's Jason from the movie, you know? It's funny that kids are into your Jason one because our, our friend, Emily, she's mentioned on the podcast too. She stopped doing the Joker and appearances because kids would get so scared. <laughs> uh, well, Joker, he is, her Joker is kind of creepy. Like the Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger Joker specifically. For, yeah. For those listeners yeah. Not know. Um, uh, she does such yeah. an amazing job as Joker. She's really yeah. good. Um, so on my way home from seeing this young boy, I have a message on my SJJ Facebook page. And, it, you know, it was this loud guy, you know, South Jersey, Jason, what is going on? I'm like, he's got to be from New York. And lo and behold, he was. Yeah. Uh, so he's a he's a promoter and he's he was looking to throw a Halloween, like a safe Halloween party in Atlantic City. Like everything shut down, especially in New York, you know. Yeah. So he he pitched me this idea and this was going back like mid-september i think and since then we've talked every day it's finally happening this saturday night um at the old house of blues and it's for it's a three thousand person venue but only 150 people are going to be in there and we're ensuring that it'll be a safe environment for everyone um and i kind of like you know he just wanted me to come as like a featured cosplayer but i ended up helping him promote, you know, getting sponsors, um, which he's very appreciative of. And he's made some really cool graphics. Actually, um, the graphics designer is a friend of the store, um, Dave Bailey, I think it's his name. Oh, Bailey. I know Dave, Dave Bailey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he actually um, is making two, like, cartoon characters. Char- they're actually, I would, if I had to um, compare it to something, like, you know how the Nickelodeon ninja turtles look kind of like a whole different style well say which version of the which uh, well, like, show? like the first one the first yeah, one the, the cg one yeah that's yeah. like kind of how he did my jason and it looks really cool um he did like the standard you know olive green brown color and um he did an nes version so mm-hmm. he, he messaged me last night he's like what do you think i'm like these are fantastic so um it's gonna be a fun night where I'm doing green screen photo ops. Um, mm-hmm. I'm playing horror movies, and um, you know, that's be... a good time. I, I, I know people like, especially this time of year, I really like getting into the spooky stuff. Yeah, which is why I'm doing a whole month of horror themed podcasts. That's cool. um, yeah. It's like last week we talked about the Treehouse of Horror series. Uh, next week we're gonna talking about uh, horror horror comic recommendations. Okay, I'll be which is gonna be to check which that is, one out. Yeah, I would say that one's gonna be good. I've got a uh, a couple of our our regulars are gonna be on for that. Which is going to be interesting for me because I I haven't really read a horror comic since like the late like the nineties, um, not counting uh, well speaking of Freddy and Jason and stuff, you know they did the the crossover comics and then they also brought in Ash from the Evil Dead yeah yeah which those were fun but like they're not really like scary mm. it's it's comics are hard to do that with there's two things that's hard to do in comics it's it's horror and comedy because yeah. so much of that is about like timing and stuff and surprise. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to hide stuff when you have the images on the page. Um, but there are books that 
excel in both of those. So if you guys want to hear about the horror part of it, uh, come back next week. We'll do that. Um, you know, but uh, you know, so it's cool that you're still able to, to come out and, and and do things now. You know, obviously it's easier to do that now versus you know back in March, man. Yeah, I missed out. Like you know, I had I had at least uh, three or four events, you know, booked and canceled. I mean, and you know, yeah, and and to be fair, up until when we kind of our hand was forced to free comic book day. We're starting to have some internal conversations. It's like, hey, listen, maybe we shouldn't do this. Like, yeah, oh yeah, oh, you all- know, I, I've mentioned on the podcast. Like, you know, Greg had a baby in the summer, so like, you know, his mm-hmm. wife was pregnant at the time, so he was starting to get really paranoid. She has issues, and mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. we didn't know. There's so much, so much misinformation going around about, so we didn't know how to do things. You know, a, a, a bunch of us, like a, a bunch of our, our customers, like well, Wes who works in the store is an older gentleman. He has asthma, and he's got pre-existing conditions so it's like you know it's one of those things it's like oh, do we want to potentially exp- it we probably were leaning towards canceling it or something anyway and then mm-hmm. the whole world shut down and then uh, yeah it's better to be safe yeah I, I, that's my big thing i'm most concerned i'm not so much about worried about getting myself sick but like being a of i want to i want the store to be a safe place so yeah. i want i, I want to you know keep it so um you know like you you can feel safe to come in and, and mm-hmm. not be an issue. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that's why like um, uh, with the outside events, I think that's a safe way to start doing things right now. And then obviously you're wearing a mask. Yeah. yeah you, know, so. you know, speaking of that, so NJ Harcon, they were doing the pop up like sideshow market in downtown, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, um, Felicia Rose from um, Sleepaway Camp is going to be there. I've always wanted to meet her. It's five bucks. You know, I'll go. But then like a couple of days prior. They said that if you're a cosplayer and you intend on wearing like a, a mask of some kind, you can't. You have to wear a face mask. I and would like, say I think that would be really funny to see your Jason with like that mask over top. Well, of you know, I was yeah. going to do that, but I don't have ears. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was pretty sure I, I don't know how you hook them. I was going to get a Freddy one. <laughs> yeah. mask. So I, I messaged them and I'm like, okay, I am a little confused. I'm wearing a latex mask with a hockey mask, and you're telling me I had to wear a face mask, like, underneath, but, like, no, no, you can't wear one at all. Yeah. Well, point of me dressing up. So, at, um, when they came to Atlantic City, um, the promoter of the, the Halloween party, he wanted me to come out to help promote the event. I'm like, well, you need to talk to them because this, these were their rules in Pennsylvania. I don't know if they're going to be the same in Jersey. So he talked to them and yeah, I had to wear a face mask under the latex, which one is already hard to breathe as it is. Yeah. So face mask. And I mean, see, it's me, it's me with the mask, that mask under there is not so much about being able to breathe. It's just like, the moisture sticks to it and it's going to get hot yeah. or it's going to get real wet. Yeah. So I, you know, and you know, if once I have the, the mask on, I do not take it off until I am done because it's so hard to get on. Yeah. You know? I can imagine. It's easy to get off because it's really wet. Once yeah. You, you know, just slip right wet. off. Yeah, um, but getting it on. That's like the hardest part of the costume to get on. But, you know, I don't mind the fact that they're, they're so form fitting. So when I'm, you know, channeling my inner Kane Hodder, I have a good full range. Unlike my part four um, mask, it's bigger, 
and I I'm like this. Yeah, so it's a bit more like the Michael Keaton mask. You have to like move your whole body. To move, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So although um, that makes some like dramatic swoops, so you know there's there's something to be said for that. Yeah, but then I feel like Frankenstein, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, I had a great time at the NJ Pop Up Con in Lang City. Um, they had a decent amount of vendors, and it wasn't busy at all. I thought it would be a little busier because one, it was a nice day. Two, it's something for the people to do but it wasn't that busy but you know what that was fine by me i mean you there was more than six feet social distancing but um and they had a nice little lineup of celebrities they had at least i think uh four or five different actors from the nightmare on elm street series mm-hmm. um, but uh and I, I i and one woman from texas chainsaw massacre part three and you know i uh kind of wiggled my way in to get a free picture so you know yeah. i didn't didn't pay the forty dollars, <laughs> but uh, that was a good day. But uh, yeah, I'll be happy to one day when we're able to have like conventions again and everything. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sure that'll be soon. Um, well, I don't want to jinx anything, so I'll just knock on wood. Having said that, yeah, I mean the time. I mean, we'll be in a better place eventually one day. Well, I'll say be careful with that. Saying that with the pandemic. Um. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I just hope we don't go, you know, I'm I'm sure with flu season some things might change. I just hope uh I, we don't I have uh the shortage of toilet paper again. <laughs> I was I was to be honest with you, I was really worried when school started opening back up. I was like, ooh, is this going to potentially make a new wave?" Yeah. But I think since most places aren't like at least here aren't like open open full time, it, it hasn't been too bad. Yeah, a lot of our customers are teachers, so I've been hearing all kinds of different stories because every school district is different, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. none of them work in the same school district. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, you know, I think we're pushing the two-hour mark here. Um. So, is there anything Friday Thirteenth related that we haven't gotten into that you wanted to? Yeah, hit? actually, we can end it with um the two sure. fan films that I'm involved with. Sure. Um. So, back in um gosh may of 2019 when i went and visited the museum the blairstown museum for the first time um i had this uh someone just messaged me um on my regular page um just like saying hey i saw that you're in blairstown and um you know he pitched me an idea of a, a script he was writing called his name was jason not to be confused with the documentary that came out about 15 years ago um this story takes place in between parts one and two it's actually set like two years before part two so it's a different look of jason clothing wise but he has the sack um it's a horror movie but the way he um he can describe it to when he's um, pitching the movie is think of like a uh, stand by me and the deer hunter okay basically the story is a group of friends that live in town are going hunting after a prize buck and um you know people are warning them about you know going into the woods because of what happened and you know they're like that's ghost stories you know and then eventually you know things take a turn for the worse so um you know one of the hardest things about making a fan film is getting that funding um that's a whole nother beast that you have to tackle some people make a lot of funding and some are struggling. So Dave, you know, Dave Brown has been struggling. Dave's a, originally from Egg Harbor City. So we had that Jersey connection. And, you know, 
that's like you know you reach out to someone hey where are you from well originally i ever city really i'm two towns over from you you know um but he lives in manhattan now so he's had a, a very hard time raising the money compared to some other films which meet their goal within three days you know when dave only needs like fifteen they they're getting like fifty thousand. plus a lot of people don't like the sackhead version you know but dave's a huge fan of the franchise such as me and you know he went to the drive-in and saw part two so that's like mm. his favorite so um you know uh i would say about march or april that's when he asked me if i wanted this to help out more with the film from like a social media aspect like you know um just moderate everything keep plugging because i've been a fan since day one i can i contributed to his his uh fundraisers and whatnot and dave's a great storyteller so because of like just my you know hard work with him we went out and filmed a little teaser scene to give like the backers something because of like the sh everything that was shut down and it was actually a pretty cool thing it was like actually my first time being on a movie set even though we shot it with an iphone you know and it was a simple 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 scene um so he invited me and irene um to be a part of filming for a day because we were actually going to blairstown that weekend just to hang out so that was like my first time being on a movie set um because again he wants to keep it authentic to the original so the majority of the movies filmed in blairstown so we're at the blairstown diner which was showed in the original and he's like hey you're gonna be extras in a diner scene okay i'm thinking in my mind eh, it shouldn't be that long right oh so no 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 <laughs> I, I've shot a, I've shot a couple of student films. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, um, we got there at seven thirty in the morning, and I don't think we we didn't leave till about four p.m. And you know, it was actually really cool to see how a movie is made behind the camera. You know, mm -hmm. um, the different angles and this and that. So it was a really fun experience. And actually, um, we have more than just. Uh, being extras in the diner there's like a, a a verbal argument and so um basically what jason west the cameraman did was all right so when you hear them yelling when we when i you know i give you a hand signal you're going to like stop what you're doing and look up you know so it's like almost like you know i'm in the booth and i'm like hmm, what's going on over there you know and then irene had to do her little scene so uh looking forward to seeing that on the small screen um so Dave's actually filming the final scene, which is the campground scene and the finale um, next Wednesday through Halloween. So, and then it's going into post-production and they'll, they'll have it, we're hoping to have it released like in the spring. And we're going to do a, a premiere at Hunter's Lodge, which is outside of Blairstown, um, fantastic restaurant. Um, nice outside area and little fact when they were making the original movie some of the cast and crew stayed at the rooms there that's where the hunter's lodge comes in there's like rooms behind it so i actually stayed there back like in december and i'm like hmm i wonder if i'm sleeping where sean cunningham slept you know mm -hmm. so um so back i guess around the same time march or april he pitched another idea to me and said what do you think of this so his idea was taking the story of Jason drowning, 
Mrs. Voorhees killing the counselors and then ending it there and kind of making it in its own universe. Almost like thinking like like uh like a like a split timeline thing. Yeah, yeah. So in this story, he's not called Jason, he's called the huntsman. He's like the boogeyman of the woods. Mm-hmm. So the title of the film is Seasons of the Huntsman. Um, they're gonna be four like 20 to 25 minute shorts and each episode will be during a season of the year and it's going to span 40 years so we we go far back 10 years apart from each other pretty much yeah we're going to start um in 75 which is like a spring setting um we are just about done doing summer 84 we had to do one reshoot in blairstown and um then we um, we're hoping to do that the sunday the 15th of november um and then it'll go into post-production and we'll get it out um soon after so um and then we have winter which will be like in the 90s and then um i think the fall is going to be like the early 2000s and each um episode will have uh, a song with it so in 84 and this is way before this happened, but he said, what do you think of playing Panama by Van Halen? And I'm like, yeah, that fits, it's, that fits, to me, that's a really iconic song. And, you know, for a, such a popular song, when I looked at the Billboard charts, it wasn't high on the Billboard charts. Um, it's a good radio so, air filler song. Yes. Yeah. So um, we shot local. Um, we shot behind Batstow Village, like right, like along like the two, like the, oh, the so kayaking. So you're even more local. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and um, I learned a lot from Dave as far as the number one rule when you're making a, like a fan film, don't put your friends in there. Oh no, that's that's a filming thing. Um, if you film with, uh, film with your friends, uh, they won't be your friends at the end. Well, yeah, that, yeah. and plus that they don't have any acting ability. Well, that so too, yeah. Yeah, you'll see, like, in some of these Friday fan films, you can tell who has experience and who doesn't. So, with, like, his name was Jason. Um, he has professional, like, any actor to me is a professional if you do plays and stuff. So, there's a website he uses called Backstage.com. So, basically, it's a website where you can find talent. Um, and then you can filter out like non-union, union, SAG, all that good stuff. Um, so we always look for like the non-union, non-SAG individuals and um, maybe someone that doesn't have a lot of experience because the way you can get around not maybe paying them as much is this can help you practice your craft, you know? So he would look at the prospective candidates send me their demo reel and then we would talk about it um so we have two fantastic actors um colin McHugh plays michael and caroline hertz plays um his girlfriend michelle uh colin has you know a nice little resume what i think is really cool is he was in the amc series uh making of the mafia he played like the the cop that arrested um uh, I forget which character, which mobster um, he rested. Um, and then Carolyn's got a big, she's more into stage plays in New York, um, but she's actually making a really cool 
movie out in Pennsylvania that is about witches, you know, and she plays like the the big bad witch. So it's, I mean, she told me a story it was really cool. So and their chemistry just worked so well together. So we shot a total of two days. Um, the first day was just all the scenes involving the huntsman who Dave Brown is playing Jason because Dave's six five and you know I'm five six or five yeah. seven or five eight I'm something like that. Anyway, you're in the um, mid five somewhere. I'm in the fives, yeah. Yeah. Um, so since he's in front of the camera. I got to give him the direction and, you know, I'm doing like his costume, making sure everything is looking good. And we also have a, a, a cameraman too, you know, yeah. Jim um, Galiza, he's really good. And he taught me a lot from his perspective as well, as far as, you know, what's, you know, on the movie slate, all that good stuff, what this terminology means. So um, I directed Dave and all the Jason scenes and then, we shot two weeks ago again at Basto with uh, Carolyn and and um, and um, Colin, and you know they're both like we both shot like six to eight hours each day. So because um, you got you know you got to you, you know there's different angles you got to get and then yeah, you got to get the coverage, and then you usually want to get like a couple of takes. Yeah, um, yeah, we because uh, it's a lot of it's you need to be able to have pieces when you get to the editing. Exactly. Yeah, together. and yeah. then like we did like pickup scenes and just various shots and. So what I've been doing is um, I had to find, I have Adobe Premiere, but when I first looked at it, I was like, It's super Holy. overwhelming, yeah. 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 So I, I, I use Premiere as well. I was, uh, I'm using Video Lab right now, but the cool thing about Jim is like last night he called me and taught me how to color scale the clips in Adobe Premiere you know so i'm going to do all that and then probably just transfer it into my other editor um so we're releasing another trailer um on halloween it's going to be like introducing the characters so the first trailer we released uh probably about a month ago was just like the huntsman in the woods still the johnny cash song and it fit really well um and then we're releasing trailer on halloween teaser trailer and then we'll have the um the premiere on youtube um probably within a, uh, the end of November, maybe beginning of December. So this is all self-funded. Um, everything's come out of our pocket, um, more so Dave than me. Uh, but I do, if you go on Facebook, we have a Facebook group called Seasons of the Huntsman. We're actually doing a poster run of 50 posters. So once we get all 50 spots filled, that's we'll put in the order and we'll collect all the money at the, you know, at that time. And then, um, you know, the proceeds are going to go to pay Dave back. Um, so it's 20 bucks with shipping. It's 11 by 17 poster. Mm -hmm. um, at the event I'm doing in Smithville, if you come to the event, um, it's $15. Okay. Uh, so it's just two ways to do it. So on Facebook, it's Seasons of the Huntsman. What hurt us was Dave started the Facebook group as private because he didn't want to announce it just yet. But right when he created that Facebook group, Facebook changed their policy of, well, if you have a public page, you can make it private and then, or if you, but you can't go back to public. Yeah, but you can't you, switch it back. That's what right. we learned too. Yeah. But if you, if you start a private page, you used to make it public, but now you can't. Yeah. So that kind of hurt us and he didn't want to create a whole new one and confuse people. So like I shared on my South Jersey Jason page on 
Facebook and Instagram. We also have an Instagram page for Seasons of the Huntsman. Um, so if, if the release of the film on YouTube gets a good feedback from the fans, we do want to move forward, but we're going to have to do a crowdfunding because we would want to shoot the spring next, but that's going to be all nighttime shooting. So we're going to need more equipment. So we're thinking we're well, going so to, you, you probably want to wait until it's spring and there's leaves on the trees again. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. As well. So, yeah. So, um, so all in all, I think to finish the rest of the three seasons, we'll need about $10,000 and that's kind of going to high end. It'll give us some wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once, if, everything's to work out great and we can do that and if the fans really want it we'll put it all like on a dvd yeah and, and then that's something you can you can sell and yeah like, you put it you know, if you when you're talking about putting them on youtube obviously that's free to watch then but yep. you can you can if you can get a google adsense account when you have uh, 1000 subscribers and there's 4000 hours watched in the last 12 months of your videos mm-hmm. you can start putting like commercials and stuff on it oh uh, yeah so yeah. then you'll you'll get money when as people watch it uh, oh nice nice but you need yeah. to, i don't know what they're i don't know what they're uh if they meet those two criteria yet yeah and i don't think they i mean yeah dave's not really active really on youtube he's got a couple of trailers out but he's not like uh never hiked alone status where the first night they released it on youtube it had twenty eight thousand views so for a 30 minute movie i mean i'd kill for twenty eight thousand views right now but um <laughs> So that's the foray into the fan films, you know, which I think it's, it's really cool because again, a year ago, I'm like looking outside the window and now I'm in the house doing all this cool stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I kind of want to check out the, the never, uh, oh my God, this is probably why never, I haven't seen it yet. Never hike alone. I'll send you the links to the, yeah, um, I was going to say, um, I'll try to put the links in the description of this video or of this podcast episode mm-hmm. for as much of the stuff you talked about. Yeah. Um, I, it'll probably be like his big list. So I might just link to SouthJerseyJason.com, which yeah, um, actually have most um, of this stuff on there too, right? Yeah, actually SouthJerseyJason.com. Um, I do have a section where I have um, fan film links. Um, I have to mm-hmm. update it though with some just some newer stuff. Um, the one thing I do update every Friday is my cosplay section where I do an article on a, a horror cosplayer, um, which is kind of dwindling down now. I mean, I've been doing it since January and I have like three more weeks of content and then, you know, I won't have any more, uh, cosplayers to announce, but every, maybe every couple of weeks I'll get a new guy. Um, I do have to like update it with newer pictures, but I've been focusing a lot on, um, the cosplayers. That was my way of giving back because so many yeah. people have helped me. So. I do something similar on our website as well. You were actually part of it, the, the mm-hmm. cosplay confession series. Um, I think I've hit up most of our regulars at this point. Like I have gotten, you are able to just submit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm ready to start doing that, like I'll email you back and we'll, we'll discuss like photos and whatnot. Yeah. But um, you know, so unless some more people like come on that, I, I've kind of exhausted all the people like I personally feel comfortable reaching out to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, 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 you know, that's something that can be whenever, you know. Um, yeah. I do want to get back to writing articles. Like I was doing like um, I did some interviews and then I did like, you know, what got me into the franchise, my experience at the Jason Fest. And then I started doing the ranking of the kills in each movie. And I got up to part two 
and then I just stopped because the cosplay thing like really took off, you know. So I think eventually I'm gonna get back into that, but I do want to um, add more updated photos and maybe. I have like a calendar event, so yeah. I'm going to work on that like in the off season, just kind of sprucing it up a little bit. Like yeah, I, it's my website's very basic because I'm still learning how to, you know, do things with it. I can, so. I can give you some pointers. We'll talk about that off the air if you want. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, so. but yeah, I, I think, I think this is a good place to end it. It's another uh, two hour monster size, yeah. no pun intended uh, <laughs> episode here. Um, Brian, thank you so much for, for joining me and, and, and talking Friday. Yeah. Thanks for um, having me. No, of course. I, I knew we were, event- I knew when I started doing this, I was eventually going to have you. I just, since I do these episodes on Friday, I was kind of hoping there was going to be a Friday the 13th, but there's not gonna be one for a little while. And I, not November, well, <laughs> there wasn't, there, there wasn't one when I, when I was for a while, when I was doing this and then yeah. uh, when October came around, I was planning out uh, the, what episodes I want to do through the year because I want to take a couple of weeks off for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Just for my own sanity and like just mm-hmm. for scheduling people and whatnot. But I was like, Oh, let me do a bunch of horror theme stuff in, in October. And I was like, I kind of had slotted for just like a movie discussion. They didn't know what that meant. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? Friday 13th has been on my whiteboard to, to, with, with, with South Jersey Jason. So I was like, all right, let's just, we'll slot that right in there. So uh, that worked out. And you know, uh, but at one week from when you're hearing this, it's going to be Halloween. So, um, you know, it's it's like a good one to kind of get to be our penultimate because uh, it's probably the most one of the more horrific things we talked about. Not more more straight up scary. Like two of the ones right. we did were about costuming, and one mm-hmm. was about uh, the Simpsons. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then also, if I can just give one more shout oh, out. Oh sure, sure. Um, I wanted to shout out. Um, uh they're on facebook and instagram but unfortunately their names are different because facebook won't allow them to change their name so on facebook it's gallo goes to hell and then on instagram it's 13 gallows lane um he was one of the cosplayers that i that inspired me as far as photo shoots um his costumes he's got um uh four four individuals and one female who are jasons and then he has a plethora of really great models and the you know his are more like not safe for work photos um he's like a patreon and everything but i just like the the artistic style to it like the angles and you know the effects and whatnot and so he was like another inspiration that i wanted to be a cosplayer and we've been friends for every year he's given me a lot of great advice um and i'm actually seeing him this friday they're coming down to visit him and the other cosplayers and it'll be my first time seeing joe in over a year so mm-hmm. shout out to him and then also camp flood radio on facebook or not facebook well you can find him on facebook but uh really good friday 13th podcast nathan barker uh he had me on the show for the first time back in september and since then we formed a really great friendship i've been back on the show twice as like a co-host and we talk almost like every day on messenger so great guy and he's another person that's both joe and nathan has you know, shared my content and, you know, I share their content. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Um, Camp Live Radio and then 13 Gallows Lane. Okay. Well, thanks for, you know, like I said, lots of shout outs throughout this episode. I hope people were listening with a pen and paper. <laughs> um, but like I said, you've got all these links on your website and that's, mm-hmm. if you remember, southjerseyjason.com and I'll try to put the 
if I don't put the link in the description, it's just because I did I uploaded it late at night and I forgot. No problem. <laughs> um, but that's something I can easily go back and edit. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you um I'll message you like just like the the you know Camp Live Radio and all that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Send me whatever links you, you need me to to, yep. to put in. Um, no problem. But yeah, well, that'll do us for this episode. Join us next week. We're talking, as I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, scary comic book recommendations next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so until next time, be safe out there. <laughs>